Bobby, never been a sponsor he wouldn't push, has a huge big Newton sticker on his windshield. I think NASCAR black wagon for that. He sold the windshield. This sticker is dangerous and inconvenient, but I do love <laughs> And he has an excellent point. Smoking Tire Podcast number 65, joined in studio, racing driver... Duncan Andy, welcome, sir. It's good to be here. Are you uh, are you prepared for the shitstorm that you're about to fucking witness? Um, I hope so. I've been having a little bit of digestive issues this week, so <laughs> I think I should be prepared for a shitstorm so pretty you, well. So you had a pre-shitstorm flurry before the full storm? Um, I'd say flurry isn't a, a sufficient term for us. <laughs> we, we scared Patrick long away. So. <laughs> Way to start off there, Mr. Hayes. So, for uh, for those of you joining us live on YouTube on the Smoking Tires channel, uh, if you aren't familiar with the faces, the Zach, who uh, is dressed for the occasion. No gym shorts today, bitch. No fucking gym shorts today. Zach's got a, night, a lovely suit on with a, a red tie. That's why I'm wearing this. People made fun that I wear gym shorts every week. I'm not like a paper salesman or something earlier. I, on the other hand, am not wearing pants. That's true. <laughs> and Mr. Chris Hayes on, on the uh, audio mix, the Nino on the sound drops, and the Thaddeus um, just being high. I'm wearing <laughs> gym shorts, though. So. He's wearing gym shorts. Oh, man. Yeah. It has been uh, an interesting week in the land of the smoking tire, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, so let's talk about Duncan's racing career. How's racing going, sir? Um, it's been uh, it's been an interesting year so far. Not particularly successful so far, but only had a couple of races. Well, let's go through the through the bullet points. You race an ALMS AM World Challenge. Yes, right? I'm running the full World Challenge uh, GT schedule, and yeah. you're you're driving the R8 GT, right? Yes, the R8 LMS LMS whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, sure, but it's awesome, right? <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. Is yeah. It? Now, do they do they actually detune that car a little bit versus the street car in terms of horsepower? Well. We've it's got, a 10, right? Yeah, it's a 10. Yeah. But there are air restrictors in it. Yeah. So it's not necessarily detuned per se. It's just but, choked a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, and then you and then you run a prototype car, don't you? Yes. Ran all last year in the ALMS PC class. and did Explain the, the classes real quick because they, yeah. they have just done a, a, a clusterfuck job. On, I, I love it's, ALMS and all sports car racing, but the, the class structure <laughs> is just fucking twisted to, to who knows what. It's alphabet soup. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so you've got the P1 cars, mm-hmm. which we all know and love. The which Audis the when Audis they show and up the, and yeah. spaceships. Yeah, the spaceships. And then you've got P2, which um, used to be basically the exact same thing as P1, only lighter right. and less That's horsepower. Like the, like the Highcroft Acura and stuff. Is that yes? That P2? Th- those were mostly P2. They right. did one year of P1. Okay, and, but and like the, the Porsche RS Spiders, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which are fucking bitching, by the way. So a couple of years ago, uh, the ACO, which is the French group that runs Le Mans, decided that P2 needed to be a privateer class. And so they changed the rules to make them the same weight as the P1 cars, okay. but have production-based engines, okay. make them cheaper to run. Right. And they got a lot cheaper, um, but they're still really, really, really expensive. Yeah. yeah. And cheaper is a very relative term yeah. if you're talking about Le Mans racing. Very much so. Yeah. This is the cheaper Learjet. Yes. We went from the $30 million model down to the $24 million yeah. model. Yeah. yeah. So um, when ALMS uh, was really hurting for entries after Audi and Acura pulled out and they started looking for other ways to uh, fill the field a little bit, they introduced a couple of classes that were strictly privateer and they were okay. pro-am. Okay. 
And so PC is the prototype one of those classes. Okay. And so the tub is a full P1 tub. Okay. Um, who makes it? It's made by Areca. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, who've got a long, long history of running race cars and race teams. They won Le Mans with the, the Viper and, and they, all kinds they, of cool stuff. They were, uh, they're hugely involved with uh, with Indy, right, as well? Um, I don't think they've ever done any Indy oh, stuff. Oh, that's, that's Delara. Yeah, Sorry. Delara. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got backwards there. Yeah. Um, but they are Areca is the, the guys who are running the whole Toyota factory program. Oh, now. cool. So they're doing cool stuff. But so this class, it's an Areca car mm-hmm. with a basically stock... Um, sealed Corvette motor, like just the LS3. Uh, sure, whichever the 400. <laughs> yeah, it's LS3. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, LS3. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's it weigh? 900 kilos, I think. Oh, so that's like pretty Nothing. light. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. So, but everything in it is spec, and so they actually did get the cost way, way down. Uh-huh. Um, so it's kind of like what P2 should have been in terms of cost reduction, but it is slightly slower. And they're still running P1, P2, and LM, LMPC at yeah. the same time. Same time. Okay. And now now they've merged with Grand Am, and they're running that at the same time as well. Right? Well, the merger is starting next year. So, oh, okay. Or so the, you still have the rest of this season. Yeah. Okay. But so this track year, like a high dollar lemons race now. It's, it's going like to be like so many cars. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty hairy. But the tough thing is that you've got two GT classes and three P classes, and everything except for the P one cars are basically the exact same terminal velocity, yeah. like within five yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. And so um, when you're coming up on a guy, and it's like say a GTC car, the Pro Am GT class. Um, depending on when the race, when in the race you are, you have no idea whether it's a guy who's like one of the best Porsche drivers in the world in the car, yeah, or a guy or, who's right. or a straight pretty gentleman useless. driver status. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, managing traffic can be pretty hairy, pretty yeah. difficult. How and how many cars do they have on the on the, on the grid these days? I think full time they've got something around maybe thirty to thirty five. Oh, that's still actually fairly manageable. Yeah, well, at a place like Sebring yeah. or Road America, not a big deal. Not a problem. At yeah. Long Beach yeah. or uh, <laughs> Lime Rock, a mile yeah. and a half, it, it's pretty wow. busy. Uh, yeah, wow. So you've, you've raced at Long Beach before, and you're racing presumably in two weeks, right? Yes, I will be racing in uh, World Challenge, and we haven't announced yet. Oh. And uh, there isn't quite ink dry on a contract, but I should be there in ALMS also. Oh, brilliant! Right. So, what's what's uh, what's Long Beach like to drive? Because no, I mean yeah. we, you know, I, we've driven a whole bunch of tracks, but we, uh, you don't get to drive Long Beach. We've driven Long Beach, Beach. not in the capacity, speed limit, like on my way to Hooters. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny to drive there though for people that haven't been there because you look to the right and you're driving past like like you said Hooters, Hooters. Laugh Factory, <laughs> but on the right there's like those big catch fences and K rails. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, Long Beach is really cool. It was actually the very first pro race I did was the Atlantic race there in 2006. Okay. Uh, maybe not the best decision at the time, but <laughs> it's uh, it's a really cool track in terms of the event. Uh-huh. But the racetrack itself is actually not the most interesting. Um, is it really bumpy? It's bumpy because every street track is bumpy. Yeah. But as far as these things go, it's not too bad. Yeah. Like um, not, so is Sebring worse? The worst parts of Sebring are way worse yeah, yeah. than anything at Long Beach that I can remember. Um, and uh-huh. places like, I, I think, Toronto, which I'll be racing at later this year, but I haven't run in years and years. I think Toronto's a lot bumpier. And that's street, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's yeah. also street. Yeah. Do you, do you think street circuits are more fun than road courses or different? Um, well, they're definitely a very different challenge. Um, I personally like really fast, fast tracks and I mean, the fastest 
uh, turn I've ever done in the street circuit is a hell of a lot slower than yeah. anything yeah. at uh, you know the backside of Road America or yeah. anything anywhere well, at the lack of banking sport. and track prep kind is, of. Well, there's also yeah. no runoff. Yeah, is I mean, that it? That's track, and then there's wall. Yeah, that seems pretty fucking awesome though. To like. Through the walls, very very quick. Well, the, versus, the good, the good you know, ones are really different. cool. Yeah, the good ones are really really cool, but the mediocre ones are, um, well, mediocre. Well, yeah, me- mediocre is <laughs> uh, is what's the a, word. What's a mediocre circuit you run on now? Um, now, let's see. I haven't done a really bad street course in a while. Like uh, I just did St. Petersburg, which was really 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 cool. But hmm. like. The track up at Three Rivers in Canada, it's a really cool race, and it's an awesome event, and I would always love going there, but the track itself is... Whatever. Yeah, although you get to drive like under an arch, which is awesome. Everything else <laughs> that's, there is, that's cool. is like that. pretty forgettable. The, I, I do like... Um, what's, your, what's your favorite track, do you think, to drive on? Um, you mentioned Road America three times. Road so. America <laughs> is my favorite one in the U.S. Uh, Montremblant is actually my favorite oh, track, period. But there. I got, we got to get to Montremblant. Yeah, it, that's it out almost, of Montreal, right? It's like maybe 90 minutes north of Montreal. Okay, it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's a little like ski town, but I don't think nice. any pro race is ever going to go there again. So Why not? It, it just it, it doesn't really draw whenever they were sending people up right. there. Well, well maybe in the sixties. Well, that and it probably don't have the infrastructure really to support a big event, right? Yeah, like it, it's it's a pretty nice. As I remember, it's a really nicely put together club level track, mm-hmm. and like the layout, like they used to run F one races and Can Am yeah, races. Yeah. Like it's got legit history, but yeah, I mean, there's not space for sixty thousand people, and there isn't space for you know a, a whole bunch of uh, race teams and support crew and spectators to come and like descend and on probably it. the yeah, big like, reason is there's not enough place to pad to pad with advertisements and that's well there's a, i mean there's a big difference between a really good racetrack and a really good racing venue yeah. you know what i mean like monticello is like one of the best racetracks you could drive in this country but i mean if you had more than five or six thousand people there like it, the whole mm-hmm. shit would be it would be the, yeah. uh, such a nightmare just miserable chuck yeah. walla i mean the, the seating is Chuck Wall is just remote. You're well, no, Chuck it's remote, yet? but not yet. But no. It's a really fun track. It's fast. It's big, big sweepers. Not a lot of hairpins. Pretty high speed. And the, the tar- yeah, the Efren's in the back giving thumbs up. We ran lemons there. It was great. I mean, it's, uh, it was an remote. extreme example, but it, it has as many bleachers as like your average backwoods little league team. Yeah, <laughs> like my high school had right. more like spectating. So I think room yeah, than you, you got to have all that shit set up to make people comfortable and want to go. Yeah, I mean, compared to like you know even even like Sonoma. You know, yeah. has that massive grandstand, huge grandstand, you know, and you can watch from all the elevation and well, stuff like that. That's what I liked about Laguna Seca when I when I was up there. You, there's so many spots to like. Okay, I'm gonna sit here and drink beer and watch cars yeah, go that's around. A great like, that's race a Laguna. Yeah, a lot of times. Um, and Laguna is like one of the best tracks in the country for that because you can. Yeah, you don't need a grandstand seat. You no. can sit down a hill and you can see eighty percent of the racetrack. Yeah, it's, it's a awesome. bitch to film there. We've had to walk. We've had to lug gear up and down that hill like <laughs> oh. two dozen times during a race, and you want to fucking die. And it was hot. <laughs> it was hot, but but a great place to drive a car, though. I mean, really fun track. Oh, it's incredible. It, there's nothing else like it uh, in the U.S. At least, I mean, it's amazing. It's uh, do they and they uh, obviously they, they they go around the sound restrictions for the actual uh, proper race. Do they? Too. Yeah, they've Dude, got they've got they like a handful like a of open days. Yeah, those people set that shit up. I had, I, I beat it, those people though once because when Tom I think Tom may remember in the background we 
got stuck at Laguna Seca and they locked the gate and locked us into Laguna Seca because we had stayed to hang out for a while, like after Monterey Historics. And they locked us in. So we've got this rented expedition and we're like driving around like the back of the track trying to figure out how to get out. And I, I literally had to drive through. There's like a few houses that are on the yeah. track and those are probably the people who complain. I had to drive through these trees into this guy's backyard and like I got to his drive was, I got on his driveway and went to go leave out and he had a gate and like fortunately I pulled up to the gate from the inside and just sensor. opened. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But I had to drive through some guy's backyard to get out of Laguna. Cuz Musto, Mike Musto was talking about it and he said you can't drive I think a stock Corvette at Laguna yeah, anymore. Yeah, stock Corvette won't pass those uh, extra the pipes thing. on and yeah. it's like oh, that's two just that, ridiculous that's that's silly. My Corvette is 40 decibels too loud to race there. I mean, yours is 40 decibels too loud for, like, most like, animals on the planet. The, the racetrack's been there longer than most of those remodeled, re-tore but down, rebuilt what, houses. What Musso said is that the, the two people that have done all this, that live right there, it's like a judge and yeah. a lawyer. Yeah, and it's of like they both they know got all together. the paperwork yeah. to fill out. and It's like people who, who buy a house on a golf course and then try and sue when the fucking ball goes through their window. It's like you know where so you stupid. you know where you live. What are you doing? It's like you, you buy a house on a beach and you're like, oh, I'm complaining. I got sand in my fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> I live on a goddamn beach, yeah. dude. <laughs> so Duncan, how everyone you know? It, whenever we have racing drivers on the show, it's always you know everyone racing driver is if you love cars, you know, right up there. And I would say better than what we do. What we do is an awesome car job. You know, you have a better car job. So how did how did you uh, how did you get into racing and and professional racing specifically um well I, w- I was doing it after high school i was doing it on an amateur level and going mm-hmm. to school and just racing your own car and at I, club level stuff or I, was, I was doing skip barber stuff oh okay like were you doing the formula cars or were you doing miatas back then they were just they only had the formula cars is when they were still with dodge oh yeah so yeah. there was uh uh doing a like a spec viper series would be a little bit yeah. uh <laughs> it would be a questionable decision yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, so I, I was doing the Skip Barber stuff and managed to uh, be in the right place at the right time. And, and you, just, you just got picked up by somebody. Well, I I got so uh, as you probably know. So like you know, entry level pro racing is all funded by somebody who isn't oh of course sponsoring no, no, the background no, right. We've so, spent, we spent yeah. many hours on the gentleman driver concept. Yes. So I got a uh, I got a call to fill a seat in. Um, in Atlantics right before the season kicked off. And at the time it wasn't, yeah, well it was, it was incredible. I was not, I mean, honestly, I was not ready for it. Um, <laughs> and that was at Long Beach, you said. It was at Long Beach. And I'd never driven, like, a tunnel car before. And, like, Atlanta cars <laughs> have huge Venturi tunnels yeah. un- underneath. And uh, so it was a bit of an adjustment. And I had, like, half a day in Buttonwillow in the wet. Oh, my God. <laughs> before, like, so going you, to Long you Beach. you learned just about nothing. <laughs> I, I, learned, I learned very little. Yeah. I, by the end of Long Beach, I, I knew kind of how hard I had to break. But that was you didn't, uh, you didn't like crash or anything, did you? Uh, somehow I managed not to crash. Right. Well, that's, I mean, <laughs> if you get the car home, you know, it's, yeah, you know, for your first race, you've done your job. Yeah, so I, I was uh, I, I got a call and did that race and picked up a couple more that season, and awesome. then man, and then I sort of moved laterally. Into uh, sports cars. Well, when, the you next go, season. when you got that call for the first, were you like leading the points in in Skippy Formula cars? No, not really. We had had like one national class race. I think we. I think we. Yeah, we we had a, a double race weekend with A one GP, and I finished like eh, like fifth to seventh. Are you in a couple of races? Got the that's yeah. awesome though. Are you that's just, a, that's got to be a rare thing. That probably doesn't happen all that often. Um. Well. 
I, I know a lot of guys who were never in the right place at the right time. Right. Who you know could have done the job, and I, you know. Well, the, the, you, yeah, he doesn't certainly. even have to apologize for it. Like, oh no, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, but getting that call, you know, and how many seasons were you running Formula Car before you got that call? Mm. Uh, Skippy cars. Two or three, I think. So that's you. You had experience in open yeah. wheel racing, though. That's I think having the balls to race open wheel is actually the hardest part because that's some sketchy. Especially I've driven those Skippy cars. They're not the greatest race cars. They are a little <laughs> bit agricultural. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Built by Lamborghini from nineteen seventy. They those cars have. Been, I mean, they're, they they take a fucking beating, man. Oh, those that. cars. You you're really rolling the dice when you hop into one of those things. There was a car in Finneon that was an open wheel car, and it just said for it had to stay right by the gate and said yeah. for rent. And it was like an old Formula car, and it was like you can rent it just to drive, or you could rent it for lessons or something. And I bet it's just had the shit kicked. Well, it looked old. You guys got a taste of this with with Gotham. I mean, you see what people do to these cars when you're in the car supervising them. Oh yeah, now put them out on a track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we do maintain our cars better than I think Skippy maintains I, I bet. their cars. But, yeah, but I mean that is. But the Skippy series is a good way to to get into racing. I mean, it's it's expensive, but it's cheaper than. You know, buying and maintaining your own race car—it's—it's it's considerably less expensive. And I, I mean, for let's say for kids who are like are go kart and mm-hmm. want to be an F one driver, an Indy car driver, or, or a stock car driver. I mean, now the entry level racing series, like I think a proper Formula Ford budget for the national series is now like or. F two thousand. Now that they're Mazdas, yeah. is like a quarter million dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's it's for like the most huge, basic huge, of open wheel cars. Yeah. That's not even a very advanced car, but you know, really. Yeah, and so I don't know what Skip Barber is now, but it, I mean, last time I checked, it was a fraction of that. Yeah, it's a couple grand a race. Right? What fraction? Fraction's pretty broad. I'm What's just it? curious. I'm trying to look it up, but the internet's too slow. Um, I don't know. Maybe well, maybe a fifth of that for okay. a full season. That's that's fairly cheap. I mean, it would cost you more than fifty grand to run a full lemon season. And if you're yeah. <laughs> if, no, you're if, right. if you're in the learning stage, you yeah. know you want to learn spending as little as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's sure. still a big money commitment, though, to just oh, trying something out. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, you have to fully commit to stuff like that. I mean, I yeah. I talked to to Jack Baruth from Truth About Cars, who said that you know he races a fucking neon, mm-hmm. like a nineteen ninety four. Neon in in like NASA whatever that, that oh, yeah there's the a whole class spec is. class yeah. yeah and he said he for the amount of money he spent racing a fucking neon for a year he could have bought a Lamborghini for cash like yeah. and the, and he's driving a neon yeah. like it's he's got a full team that's like you know, above Trump car I think dude it cost it costs us collectively what thirty five hundred bucks four grand to race to yeah. race a fucking Lemons car for two days. Yeah, you know it's it, racing is an expensive thing, and so yeah. it do, helps to start with money. Yeah, you do one of those a month for a whole year in lemons. And yeah, you're forty thousand. That you're, that's an yeah, entire average person's salary. You yeah, know. well, <laughs> or double. <laughs> well, you might as well be millionaires to me. You're below average, <laughs> just so we're clear on. Oh, that. <laughs> we know. But you, your that your story is actually relatively unique from what we've heard. We've heard of, we've, from other racing drivers. We've heard a lot of karting, you know, a lot, mm-hmm. and then a lot of uh, a lot of gentleman driving. Honestly, we've, yeah. gentleman drivers turned, you know. But uh, our buddy Drake Kemper is doing really well in Skippy's uh, Miata series, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's doing good. He might he, he might end up with a, a skip seat instructor. somewhere. I think. He was a skip barber instructor, huh? I think. You're talking about Steven. No, Tom. I'm talking about Drake Kemper. I, I saw that he went and interviewed with Dirtfish. 
Yeah, he actually uh, he got I think a part time instructor job at Dirtfish. That's got to be like a fun part time job. Just like oh, I'm gonna go oh, yeah. go up here for three weeks and do this. Especially and- the day they're like, all right, well, here's the map. <laughs> go out and learn the courses first so that you know where you're going. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> do you do any instructing on the side or anything like that? Uh, I do a little coaching here and there, but private lessons kind of stuff. Yeah, or if, or if I'm working with a team, you know, in sports car racing, most teams are have a, a, like a club side of things. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody's got uh, a couple of guys, they need to be shown around a new car. Yeah. I'll go up to Sonoma or go up to Laguna or what have you. Not a what bad, about not uh, a bad gig? Ever, you ever work with like any of the younger guys just coming into the team or? Um, occasionally, occasionally, but you know, it's not been a regular thing for me. So if they're far. a threat, do you no. teach them incorrectly? Are you like, <laughs> yeah, you should break earlier than that. You know, it's good to scan and even flick the open wheel cars. I'll, no one will say that, but you should do it. I'll let you know as soon as I run into one who's a threat. Okay. <laughs> how are, how are oh, you? Are you, a, are you a good passenger? Are you a bad passenger? Oh, passenger? Yeah. Oh, no, I won't get into a car with yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're scared of open wheels cars. I'm scared of cars with passenger seats. Yeah, That's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> That's an excellent point. I won't, I won't get in a car with anybody either. Can I'm, I, I'm bad. Can I interject with a comment real quick? Yes. Okay. Um, this one kid... Cleaving Cleaver, he said he's a student. He looks up to you, and he goes, "How are you so successful?" And then four comments later, Hank Anderson says, "Matt owes his career to speeding tickets, YouTube, a camera, weed, booze, and a fast, affordable car." I might actually put that on a fucking T-shirt business That's, card, right? That that, that would make a great back of a business card. People think I'm successful. That's fucked up. I am not. <laughs> the very, very beginning of what most if, people would call successful. If any of us are your mark of success, then you need to reevaluate your life. <laughs> yeah. Or McDonald's will make you a million. <laughs> <laughs> but so once you spend enough time in race cars, are you still able to have any fun in street cars? Oh, yeah. Um, the trick is putting all seasons on instead of performance tires. Yeah. <laughs> so turn everything into an FRS. That's yeah. Minimal grip is, is the key. Do you, yeah. Do you have a favorite street car right now? Have you driven anything? Like, we drive a lot of cars. I don't know if you drive a lot of, like, the newer shit, but um, you, you have a favorite currently? I, if we restricted it to current cars, I just did uh, a little – it was all on track, but I, I drove a, a few things, and I drove a GTR for the first time. And, did you like it? Um, it was – it was pretty amazing. I, I drove it at Willow Springs or Streets of Willow the day after I did a day of testing in the R8 uh-huh. GT car there. And I mean, obviously it's a street car, and that's a really heavy street car. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, how were your lap? Felt- how were your lap times? How much faster were you in the race car than the street car at Willow? Um, nine or ten seconds. That's really fast for a street car. Yeah, I mean, for you know, bone stock, street tires, a, yeah. everything's in there. Yeah. Um, and you know, I did. I did four laps in it, yeah. so it wasn't like I was pounding right. around all day yeah. finding. You know, well, on the track, all GTRs stuff. are amazing, but on the street, it's like, eh, who cares? Oh, yeah, like I said, I only drove it on the track, and I could imagine driving around. You know, when you're not it's using 500 yeah, horsepower, when you're just driving of, around, it's stupid. Especially if, if your idea of fun is put all seasons on everything. That's exactly <laughs> like all wheel drive and sticky. You yeah, know, you can't really have too much fun. What's your What's your daily? A uh, three thirty five diesel. Oh, ah, that's very an good choice. choice. That's always those are always a good decision. Did you uh, flash it? Uh, no, it is uh, it is stock as a rock. Yeah. Okay. Warranties, 
Warranties are good. Uh, once yeah, that warranty's up, a nice flash wakes those things up quite a bit. Do they? The 335 Yeah, yeah they got a lot of headroom in them. Tune? Oh, they do? Yeah, they got a oh. lot of headroom. Yeah, diesel. They diesel engines power. always do, man. Super chips with the trucks. It's like, oh, you oh, gain 100 yeah. pounds of torque and 5 miles per gallon. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Way to leave that on the table, XYZ brand manufacturers. Right. Have you, no have you tracked the 335D? Um... Not officially, but I've done a, a little bit of lapping when I've been out, like to do a test Just day. Just fucking around, yeah, checking out the. How track. is it on the track? It's so well balanced. <laughs> it's really, 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 really good. I, I think for serious track work, it's probably a little underbraked. Well, but yeah. I mean, the balance is awesome, <laughs> yeah. and it's got 428 reasons to yeah. <laughs> make life interesting. The Did differential pa- software get, is a little behind. Can you but, get paddles with it? Yeah, mine's got paddles. Oh, it does have yeah. paddles. Does it rev match downshifts? Uh, yeah, a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, it does. It does. Ish. Like, yeah, it doesn't, there, there's three, there's, there's shitty, and then there's like, you know, Audi dual clutch, and then in the middle is sort of the, it doesn't rev match, but it doesn't drag no, there's either. Not, no, the bottom one is it doesn't. The bottom one the is bottom, fail. Which makes me mad. If you get an automatic now, because like your car does and the, the diesel Passat did, yeah. so that's my benchmark now. Yeah, if yeah. you have an automatic that doesn't rev I can't match. remember. Is that an automatic or is that a dual clutch? It's automatic. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the dual clutch handles yeah, that much torque. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm not really, sh- I'm not really sure if it matches or not because it's got so much torque. I don't care what gear I'm in; it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's a good point. It's an and, and it's got, point. it only revs for like you know, th- it's got like a three thousand <laughs> yeah. RPM rev range. Like, yeah. But I love diesel cars because the gauges because because it only revs like that. They just stretch it out, so you're like, oh, I'm way up in the rev range, and you're like, it's like three thirty two hundred yeah. RPM. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the diesels are, are fucking fantastic. I I, I think I, my next car might have to be a diesel. Ooh. My mom's Q7 diesel. It's, every time I go back to New York and drive that thing, man, it's awesome. I think the X5 diesel might be the one, though. Yes. That's such a good car. Yep. It's a bitchin'. It's great. And they have the new uh, the BMW, the 320D yep. now, which is actually, uh, uh, no, it's 328D, yep. but it's actually a two-liter. Mm-hmm. You read Jack's piece on fucking name. They're, they've fucked up. The, the, the numerals have fucked everything up because it's like the 335 is a three-liter. The mm-hmm. 328 is a two-liter. Two. Like, those numbers used to mean something. Mercedes is equally as culpable, though, because for a while, I mean, they'd had everything lined up where if it was a C63 and E63, they all had the 6.3 yeah. liter. But now, it's just like the E63's got a 5.5 liter twin turbo, yeah. and it's just, they've think, all gone to shit. The only, and actually, the, the E63 before was not a 6.3, it was a 6.2. Or, well, yeah. Always been a 6. But, yeah. like, Lexus still does it, though. Lexus's True. numbers are, uh, are fairly close. Yeah, yeah well, maybe one of them will be an interesting number one day. Maybe, like uh, the Lexus IS6969. I would like the BMW Pi, please. (laughs) (laughs) That would actually be funny. That would be really funny. The displacement just keeps going and going. Let's see. What was the displacement of the LFA? And then let's let's match that up. Five liters. Okay, so let's do the RX500. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles. Someone, they, Lexus should do that. Now that Nissan has put the, the Juke R thing happening, there should be a Lexus <laughs> RX with an LFA drivetrain in it. That would be a bitchin' sleeper, wouldn't it? Mm. My, I know yeah. someone who's got a few RXs laying around. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> mind. <laughs> fucking, my mom is the queen of the Lexus can, RX. Can we put a turbo on one? Probably. Just one. She's yeah. got five more. You should. She's got four extra. Four extra. Since you get to drive the fastest of fastest, or like a streetcar you lust after. Um, current car or anyway, anything, no, anything, no, no anything. These are all dream car g- questions. Well, I mean, the, the McLaren F1 is, is uh, I no, think, yeah, it's got to be the greatest car of all time. That's, that's the best car. So then, if you love that, are you kind of are you excited at all for the P1 that's coming up? Or um, 
I don't know. I mean, I've never lusted after something that was quite so catfish looking before. <laughs> it um, is a little catfishy. I, I they mean, all are like, getting that way though. It, it doesn't. It doesn't carry over any of what made made the F one what it was. And I, I, I mean, it seems like it's an amazing car, but yeah. it's as complicated as you get not being a Veyron. It seems like it seems like it, it's it's. Still very McLaren, but it's going to be a more usable street car than the F1 probably. Recently. I saw Jay Leto rolling down the street in his F1 recently. It was Did, brilliant. It didn't want to start. Oh, we exactly. did an update, by the way, on McLaren. So we have at Gotham Dream Cars, where you can rent the finest exotics at GothamDreamCars.com. <laughs> we have an MP412C, and it's fucking amazing to drive. And it's really, it's a nasty bitch, that car. Like, I really like it. And, um... Everything the GTR does, the, the the MP4 does without feeling like it's doing that shit. The GTR, it's like you're you're in a corner and you can like feel like torque, you know, getting shifted around. And the the McLaren doesn't feel like that. It feels like I'm a fucking rock star, but it's really the car. It's not really you, you know. But um, we had a situation. The battery. I don't want to tell the whole story again. A couple podcasts ago, the battery died, which is a, a nightmare on nightmares. And because there's no door handles, the electronic door, you can't get into the car. It's a fucking mess. And when we got into the car, the window exploded because the windows are supposed to come down when the battery dies. So when you open the door, you can open the door. They didn't come down. We we got the door open and the fucking window went Um Now, McLaren asked when the car died, was it plugged into the tender? Obviously not because it died. If it was that, that's a moot point, but and they actually said at first, well, I don't know if we'll cover the window because it wasn't plugged into the tender, which is insane. We took the car in, they got a hold of corporate, they are covering the window. Oh, so, nice. and, which is why I, I'm 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 now behind McLaren as a brand, despite the asinine situation that's created if the battery dies of the car. They are covering the window. Um, we've, we've had similar situations this week with batteries dying and unable to get in the trunk. So in the past week, I have dealt with three dead batteries in three separate British cars. Oh, and an Italian car. And an Italian car. All with it, their own unique sets of it was Well, they're dude. both they're both nations known for their sensible vehicles. Right. It's true. Exactly. It, the, the 599 was about this close to being another McLaren situation. <laughs> the five, I, so, yeah. all right. So, in the last week, we've dealt with a 599, mm-hmm. a Bentley GT, the McLaren, and uh, my Aston Martin. All, of, all dead batteries. <laughs> okay. And so, <laughs> the Bentley GT ha- the, has a battery in the trunk. Electronic trunk release. So the only way to get the trunk open if the battery's dead is to, to stick like a broom handle <laughs> through the rear seat, like pass-through, to hit the lever. Did you grab the, the child locked in you lever? You should see me trying to Google how to open the trunk of a Bentley with a dead battery. So Damien's like sticking a broom thing and the lever's not working. So we're like... You're like someone in prison trying like, to grab the guard's keys to this like, you know, fucking the car. Thing. Now it turns out, after like another half hour of Googling... That car has two batteries, two full-size batteries, right? And Which so is retarded, by the there's way. There's a secret, like, code. Now, if the battery's dead, it's not always fully dead. There might be a little <laughs> bit of juice left in one of the two batteries. So in order to find the juice, what you do is you put the key in the ignition... And turn left, right, oh, left, yeah. right. Up, down, up, down, BA start. All of a sudden, BMWs do this. All of a sudden, right. we've got power, and the trunk just fucking opens. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Okay, so there's that. Now the 599, also battery in the trunk, also electronic trunk release. So how do you get that? Well, there's a manual release which you have to find by removing right. the ashtray from the car. And you can pop the trunk that way and charge it like that. My Vanquish, on the other hand, is a total clusterfuck. So I the battery is underneath the back seat. So to get at it, you have to remove the entire back seat. I tried that. There's a jumping port under the hood. So first, there's this little like cylinder that surrounds the thing that you would actually clip the, the, the cable onto. So you can't actually get the cable onto the fucking jump thing. You have to like remove the cylinder around it, which is, requires tools. So I get it on. So this there. is a little bit like a basketball player trying to go at it with a midget. That's like ins- it's like insane. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. So I get the thing off and I'm trying to jump it off off my mom's Audi, and I I'm jumping it, you know, and I'm letting it fucking tr- trickle charge for like 20 minutes. I get just enough power because you have to park it in first gear, you know, pal- shitty paddles. So I get just enough power to get it into neutral. And once it's in neutral. I go to try. I, I wait another twenty minutes, hit the start button, and everything goes dead. Oh. As soon as I it's like tick, done. So I call. Oh, yeah, the, you got for a bit. Yeah. So I call the dealer, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to come get the car." And I'm like, "Well, can't I just just buy a new battery and put it in?" They're like, "Oh no, if the battery is fully dead in that car, to replace it, they have to reflash the ECU, reprogram the idle, and reprogram the shift mapping." Hey man, you know this is bullshit. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what we call this in, in my industry? Shitty programming like, and engineering. Yeah. Unbelievable. Seriously. These cars are so expensive. All of these cars are in the are in the upper end of two hundred thousand dollars. You know, and it's like a battery dying. It's like it's fucking like game over with these cars. My Corvette, which has its share of annoyances, <laughs> the dashboard's made of plastic and whatever. You fucking open the hood. There's the battery. You plug it. It's done. It's done. If you have to change the battery, you open the hood. It's one screw. Boom. New battery. Like, how the fuck do these people, like, do they, do they think the battery's just never going to die? You know what it is? Cars? It's crazy. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> you know what it is? Because if you look at if you look at Corvette and you look at Porsche, even, even if you look at, like, Mercedes or, or stuff like that, is that these are manufacturers that, that build enough that can look at things and go, yeah, that's a gigantic pain in the ass. We don't want to be dealing with tech support over this little shit, so let's just sort this out and do it easy. Well, but the Bentley GT, if it's got – this car is, like, 4,800 – it might even be over 5,000 pounds, the Bentley GTC. Yeah, probably. Two batteries in the trunk. Are you telling me they couldn't send a wire under the fucking hood – to, to clamp a jumper cable onto? No, not even that. How much does a fucking actual key weigh? That's true. A key cylinder. On a 5,000-pound car? Like, like 0.01%. Yeah, like it weighs nothing. Like the fat old man driving it could lose the weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I skipped lunch, it would be the same mm-hmm. as having that cable. No, like caviar was probably a very dense food, <laughs> yeah. and like it just contributes. Just, just oh, go to the bathroom before you drive, and the difference is made. Yeah. <laughs> no, give your model just girlfriend more cocaine. Take fat shit. Yeah. It's just like driving an aerial atom after that. What if that was the slogan? Like make sure you oh, take boy. a dump before you get in. <laughs> That'd be a McLaren. Load it, like, no. To optimize weight distribution, make sure you take a shit. Colin Chapman <laughs> said, eat lots of fiber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Chapman's secrets to speed. Eat fiber. A lot, a lot of fiber. Hold on, wait. Live stream. Tom Crossing. Live oh. stream. Oh, Tom. Yeah, Tom oh, Walker. See, the the, the Italians are very bound up because of all the pasta. So that's why they're a bit slower. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's why Ferrari's understeer. Because <laughs> your lunch shifts forward under braking. <laughs> That's it. They've got their weight strategy based upon the meals. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Back to fucking racing. That's why the 599 understeered, because Roxy's boobs hit the windshield. Oh, and yeah. That's why it plowed. When, when your girl's... When the breasts come out. When the... <laughs> Yeah, but they, didn't they engineer that so that the draft came in in just the perfect way anyway? Yes, they did. So we got to give them credit for something. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, so the R8 LMS, what uh, what do they have to do? Does that car ever start as a production car, or is that a, is that a, a, a body in white kind of deal? Um, well, so it's, it's built as a race car by Audi. I don't, oh, know, yeah. I don't know if they you know pull the, the chassis off the line before. They might. Doing it up, yeah. It's, they, not, it's not a do. tube frame car. No, no, no. It, it, it is that. It is a proper GT car. Is it you, still all you want to contribute? Come talk. Come to a mic. Contribute. Efren Olivares in the house. Number four. Come contribute. Number four. The disembodied voice. I'm the guy that wrecked himself playing backyard golf in this house. Oh, he should probably <laughs> tell that story. Yeah. He yeah. fell off a 20 foot wall on our mini golf course, <laughs> missing the propane tank and the brick the wall. The unfortunate thing was, is it was. About 15 seconds after, I was like, hey, watch out for the drop. Oh, <laughs> All of those things are true. I would have given... I would have we given, were very concerned. I would have given so many drinks uh, to just see that. Like, in the night, I wouldn't have drank Me too. if I could have just seen that. Actually, that yeah. So <laughs> I, I watched the whole thing. It really wasn't amusing. It was quite concerning. Yeah. Here, here's the... Hey, Tom. Here's the thing. I wasn't even drink. I mean, like, I had a beer, but not many beers. Yeah. So there's... Nothing is good about this story. That's why. That's why you don't race. Is because you're. Well, I race, but I don't golf. race professionally, and I know my limits. <laughs> Mini golf is obviously. Mini golf awful. is obviously, yeah. <laughs> well, you put a wheel off in the grass, gets slippery. Yeah. yeah well, you put a, a foot off right. in the grass, you fall twenty feet and Wait, so miss the, a uh, the, R8, the Audi. Yeah, yes. sorry. The 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 R eight the R eight LMS is a production chassis from Firewall to uh, Fire or I guess Firewall in the back and bulkhead to the front. Okay. Everything else is race car, but okay. the tubs are the same. All right. Cool. Is it still all wheel drive or no? It's just rear it's wheel drive. Rear-wheel. Okay. Wait. So they can move suspension points and all that kind of shit and engineer the front and rear. Uh, he can explain the way GT three rules work better than I, but yeah, for the most part, there's an envelope that cars have to work within. Duncan, so, take that further. So the way GT3 rules basically work is that companies, Audi, Mercedes, whoever, will build whatever they want yeah. and then show up and say, this is what we want to race. And then, <laughs> and then uh, the that's what that, they race. Uh, but um, actually, GT3, the series proper, they do they have a neutral like test driver, okay. apparently, who will drive all the cars. Their own, like Stig-ish. That's um, like an amazing yeah, so yeah, that's, that's probably yeah, a good like, gig, like, actually. Like a French Stig. I'm, yeah, I'm sure he has to be French. You don't have to win any races. You just get to drive all the fucking cars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God and, forbid. Uh, and so they performance balance them all across the board. And so you can have you know anything you want. Yeah. This also means that they keep on getting more expensive. Yeah, yeah But yeah. that's uh, that kind of tends to happen in racing. What does one of those things go for? It's like a half a million bucks for one of those. Um, I think I think new cars are pushing something north of there. Like I can't imagine the McLarens are. Oh, the McLarens that. have to be stupid expensive. I'm and, sure. Yeah. I see XWRC cars for a half a million. These things have to be like yeah seven fifty maybe yeah. Three, is that Efren saying th- as in three million or three hundred thousand? Three hundred thousand. Oh, three hundred thousand actually seems uh, reasonable I, for what that car. I is. would take a race car over four five eight. Okay, 
Yeah, playing for 300 G's. Couldn't drive it that often. Do they use the factory uh, transmission as well? Do you get paddles? Uh, We do have paddles. I don't think it. Well, is the factory box a dual clutch box or is it? No, it's single clutch. Um, In the R8, it is anyway. mm -hmm. Well, although I have no idea that in the new one. I think they have. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone, the, everyone, the sport, the plus one. Well, everyone shit on the old one so much. And yeah. It's like, thankfully, they. I'm pretty the, sure they swapped release. it out. They changed the gearbox. I don't know. Sure it's probably different. That. I think that might be the next one. I don't think they have. Well, but, so I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, the next I'm gen. sure some fucking smartass on YouTube will, will correct us in about yeah. five seconds. You know, I, I just realized it can't be the stock box because I have a clutch pedal. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that oh, would be different. So, so it's paddles with a clutch? Yeah. But just to get off the line? Yeah, just for first gear. Everything oh, okay. else is clutch. clutch. And yeah. the complaints of the old single clutch were like, oh, it's too rough around town. If you're in a racetrack, who gives a shit? You yeah. Know, like, yeah, yeah. Like BMW's SMG on a racetrack. Well, yeah, because usually rough means fast. <coughs> yeah. So, What are your uh, – when you drive, are you a uh, left foot breaker? In a prototype, yes. In a GT car, um, not so much. I did a lot of stuff in Porsches and uh-huh. uh, for the endurance races that I always – Use the clutch for downshifts anyway, yeah. so I'm just in the habit of right for braking for yeah. those. There's there's multiple schools of thought on that. I'm le- I, I'm a left foot breaker, but I just like to well, practice. You know the, the thing hard. is, this is probably going to be a moot point in ten years. Is that we're not even going to have that choice anymore? It's just going to be left feet, man. There's going to be no no. Well, I mean, you don't have not, a clutch pedal, there's no clutch. All left foot. exactly. Amputees like everywhere rejoice. 2030, no one has a left foot anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that was Patrice O'Neill on his stand up comedy. I don't care about diabetes. I, I don't need that foot. <laughs> I can drive my car with the other one. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> proven wrong. So, what's your favorite type of car? Can't to drive rent, when given, you're uh, dead. Given the opportunities, I mean, would you rather be in a in a prototype or in a GT car? If, uh, uh, if you have you, a choice, you know they're they're they are different. Um, driving wise, the prototype is you, you can't beat it. Yeah, um, it's just does it feel like the limit is just so like. Do you feel like you can easily get to the limit of that car, or do you feel like you you still have not found the limit of that car? Mm, I've, I've definitely surpassed the limit in some places. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I mean, the, the purest experience is driving an open-wheel car. Yeah. And a prototype is just as close as you can get to that mm-hmm. in a uh, in sports car racing. I like prototype cars. How, how does cool. that even feel? Like, I can't fathom what a prototype car can even, like, the Venom GT was really fast. I'm assuming it's something in that world, yeah, but, yeah. like, the grip, the like, all of <sighs> like that. No, I, I don't even know that I'd qualify the Venom GT really as no, a and, road car. It's, like, a, it's, a, it's a race car it's masquerading a, a as, you have seats in like, yeah. Yeah. but, <clears throat> but I, I can't. I'm thinking of the fastest street car I've ever been in, and I can't even fathom what it feels like to drive a car like that is there is there a way to explain that for people or is it just like everything's going by so fast you're just hitting breaking gas breaking gas and just um you know i I, i'd i'd preface this saying don't try this at home but what you should do (laughs) is is have your strongest friend pull your head sideways as hard as he can and that's what it's like i I mean the because the cornering speed is the big difference cornering and, and braking um the acceleration isn't that much different because no. they've kept a cap on power some of those, for so some long. Of the really fast street cars probably actually accelerate faster than the, than that car does. Probably. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, especially, the, especially at the higher speeds. I with mean, some of the class limitations now, absolutely, there are a lot of street cars that are shipping with more power than these. Yeah, cars. I mean, the, even when I drove the uh, the Turner, uh, the the Grand Am M3, that in a straight line was basically the same as a stock M3 because they had yeah. they had restrictions and blah blah blah. But um, the cornering was like a fucking night and day difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, is it... How do you get... Shh, shut up, dog. No. How do you get uh, to brave enough to really find out where the limit is? Like on, you know, turns eight and nine at Willow, the, the really fast, you know, where downforce yeah. is really coming into play. And it's like, you know, if you fuck up, you'll probably die here. There's that green spot already <laughs> to look at. There's the hole in the wall from the guy with the Mustang. Um. Number one, you ease up to it yeah. a little bit, um, but it, it, it takes a at certain point. It takes some amount of faith because yeah. you need to go faster for the car to make the grip for you to be able to do what the car wants to do. Um, but you, the car is still talking to you. Right. You're still feeling things through the through the steering, through the chassis. So it's not fundamentally different than driving a street car or a GT car. Yeah. It's just at a much you higher just feel speed. Things fast, does it, right? Does it actually yeah. help when you get into like? race traffic and you see someone else in, in a similar car okay, oh he can hold that speed there well guess i probably can too then depends on how bad an arrow wake he's throwing up <laughs> oh yeah i know i mean i'm not saying yeah. you just you ride his <laughs> yeah, bumper, sure, sure. but you know if it's like oh shit this guy is going eight to ten miles an hour faster than i am through this corner you know i could probably do that on the next lap or whatever um this i suppose that would help to some extent but the thing is, if you're that far off, yeah. you're not going to be able to see what that guy's doing for right. long enough to pick up much. Right, yeah. but you at least would know that you have not approached what the car can do with that. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what's that's like what a normal person. To, I mean, you, yeah. that, you, you go into it already knowing those limits, I'm sure. But yeah, like if I think we were trying to say, like if one of us was in one of those cars, yeah. you could you might be able to follow the guy. You probably know, oh, I can go this corner at this speed and this corner at this speed, you know. And there's I'm sure the variations between the drivers are much less than eight miles an hour, but Hopefully. That yeah, was right. that, I mean that was an example. Yeah, yeah, know, no, no, but, I know. I, yeah. So, but it's just uh it, the limits on those cars are so unbelievably high that I'm not sure my brain could actually process that. Because well, I'm so used to I'm so used to street cars that it, would, it would seems like it would be such a night and day difference. What's it even like there at the limit? Like does you does it is it still like the same like when we drove the FRS, you like you feel the ascent stepping out a little bit and you can turn into it a little bit? Or is it just like it's happening so quick? Or is it progressive? Is it I don't like with an with an aero car, um, I like to have a an understeery car instead of a loose car. Um, and I think most drivers prefer that. Um, some guys like, I think like Schumacher really liked a really pointy car. Yeah. He's also not your usual. He's also your Schumacher. Um, so things do tend to happen pretty quickly at that kind of speed and, and including, you know, crashes. So I like to have some sort of, uh, not a safety net, but you know, a buffer for when things do go wrong. Um, so well, it's almost the same as the streetcar. It's built for more understeer because most drivers can't react. And in your case, if you're going into a corner at 160, you can't be like, oh, I'm just going to hold this drift. I like the oversteer a lot. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then, and I'm imagining there's a lot of difference for you as far as you know what chassis you're driving too because you get a mid-engine car and that's going to spin a lot easier than you know if you get something where you can feel it a lot easier with a front engine or a rear engine car where you get a little bit more forgiveness, at least the ones I've fucked around with. Yeah, and and also just there's so much adjustability on the cars even in, in the spec classes that you know you can make the car do a variety of different things in terms of balance with just you know, minor ride height. Uh, changes on those cars. You've got so much underbody arrow that uh, little changes in rake make huge differences in uh, arrow balance, not yeah. just total grip, but where it's making the grip too, which yeah. can make life too interesting in some places. Was there a learning curve going from like non-arrow cars to arrow cars, like racing in a pack? Like you said, the arrow wake, like how 
big is an arrow lake? Like, how does can you? It it depends on the car. Um, I mean, everybody's familiar with like drafting on a straight. Yeah. Um, but typically, the higher downforce, a, uh, like a prototype is, I find the worse it is to be behind it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Duncan, here's a question for you: How much? Uh, Downforce assists in braking when rolling off the throttle. When rolling off the throttle? Well, I mean, you don't roll off the throttle onto the brake unless you're saving gas. It, like, in this case, you are going from full throttle so to full brake, threshold brake yeah. as soon as you can. And, and since if you're left foot braking, that's you know, even faster than it would be otherwise. So the arrow helps, but, um, I mean, it... It, it just slams the car down under braking. And, and when you brake, the car, to some degree, is going to squat down. And as it gets close to the ground, it, the ground effect, the underbody arrow, which is the strongest force, increases to its maximum load. So the arrow is everything on the brakes. Is, is the, the squatting effect more of a suspension design and with what you guys can do between the fire, like post-firewall, or is it... Well, you were talking more about prototype cars, I believe. Yeah, so oh, right. so on so depending on the car, um, like in the PC class, we don't have um, – we can't change pickup points. Okay. And so the car has a certain amount of anti-dive, anti-squat built into the suspension geometry, but we can't fiddle with that. And then a lot of cars run um, – not in our class, but in higher classes run uh, additional dampers, third springs and things to help control uh, ride height and, and uh, pitch. But – we can't do that. Okay. So, um, you know, in so, so so to I guess get back to the question, some things it's adjustable, but we just kind of have whatever it is, and you know, we can tune spring rates to try and help. But. Have you have you played with anything that has active arrow setups on it yet, or? Um, no, no, I have not. You've got kind of a <laughs> smile on your face, like yeah, that sounds like fun. Well, yes, it does sound <laughs> sound like fun. I always like more, except when I'd like less going down the straight bits. What well, what would your ideal car be? Is it like a grip? Is it a power? Or is it like mm. if you could describe like pull things out of the air? To, like oh, this is like the ideal car for me, racing, otherwise street, for, whatever. Well, I guess. Make the question broader. The yeah, that's, 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 you know what I mean. That is you, a fucking you put it in English. Well, like, no, no. I, I don't know if you were first. You were, it's not like you're asking about race cars. And well, I'm like, and street too. Why not? No, like some people like a car that's you know it, that has like tons of torque from the the, the like coming out of a turn. Yeah. You know things like that. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. If we if I was going to limit it to race cars and limit it to sports car racing, uh, my ideal car would be like an early '90s IMSA GTP car. Um, okay. which f- were basically unlimited aerodynamics. They yeah. have huge, huge, huge downforce numbers, like way, way, way more than anybody gets to run now. And they had... Didn't they have uh, turbo motors? And, yeah, you had, yeah, well, you had any kind of motor you wanted. Yeah, so you had giant V8s, you unlimited. had turbo, you had turbo fours making 800 awesome. horsepower, you had all kinds of cool stuff. I remember we saw, we went down to, to Stillen and we saw uh, Steve Millen's 300ZX, it was like twelve hundred fucking horsepower. Yeah, yeah. it's insane that that thing it was nuts. So something like that, where they basically had unlimited technology, would be yeah. ideal. Of course, that comes with kind of unlimited budgets, yeah. which uh, you know, it's like not having uh, a salary cap spent. when you're talking about professional sports. It's just like the Yankees of cars. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, but during like on the street, I have to say. Um, I'm, I'm told to speed up more than I'm told to slow down. So I like 
I've you, got, drive, you drive slow on the street now, now because you spend more time on the track. Pretty much, yeah. And to I'm, me too. I'm rarely in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'll I'll bomb up I five if I'm yeah. going up to Laguna or Buttonville or whatever. But around town, like I, I generally don't have anywhere to be. Yeah, so <laughs> that does help. Is racing yeah. your your full time gig? Yeah, you, I, you don't have a day job or anything. Uh, no, working on sponsorship is the day oh, job. Oh yeah, well okay, there you yeah. go. But it's not like you have a commute. Um, no, just to the coffee machine and back. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever have to go to GMG? Is your uh, is your the R eight right? Yeah, like Fabrice, he's cool. Yeah, he's good. Do you ever, do you have to do you have to like you know do, do work with the engineers down there, or is it pretty much just on testing weekends and on race weekends that you most have to do with mostly just at the track? If if our engineer needs anything of me, we can get it done over you know email or a phone call or Skype. Who do you? Uh, World Challenge is, is two drivers per car, right? There's a, dri- there's a driver change, right? No, sprint races, 50 minutes. Oh, okay. So it's just you. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Do you, would, you, would you rather – do you prefer a sprint race or do you, do you like uh, sharing a car with somebody for a longer race? Um, well, the long races, the really long races especially, have um, their own unique feel. Yeah. And like the Sebring 12 Hours is special and hellish and there's nothing else like it. Yeah. Um, but it's really nice to, you know, just drive as hard as you can for 50 minutes yeah. and not have to worry about keeping um, the car alive any longer than that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's been really cool. I I, I mean, full disclosure, I've done two sprint races since 2006. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> I'm still getting back in the swing of so things. So, you actually are you do a lot more of the endurance stuff than Yeah, the I've, I've stuff. been doing endurance full time since 2007 until this season. What's your favorite? Do you like going first or last, first or second? Or for or in the case of the the very long races, you know, or fourth or whatever it is. Well, uh, I mean, they're different. Like, um, if you go first, then you hop out and you've done everything you can do, and you don't worry about it. But yeah. also, you know, if you turn the car over in first, and then your co-driver, you know, has an issue, whether it's a car issue or a driving issue, or whatever, then you know. You're maybe some of the work you did was was wasted. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, it's nice to finish a race, but you also might get the car in a position where your uh, options for success are limited. Yeah, I mean, you might if you're driving fourth, the car might be totally fucked by the time you get in it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, just keep this thing lapping, yeah. you know. And that's that's a that's wasted talent right there. If your entire job is just to keep the car like alive by a little bit, you know. That's that's gotta be tough. Well, so, you have tons of this endurance experience. Let's say you were to uh, drive a Civic in maybe a Lemons <laughs> race, twenty-four uh, hour race, and, and uh, would there be any strategy that you could help uh, give us some tips <laughs> for these endurance races? With we have four very different drivers, and not they're not not well, that you, Tom. Your, Tom is red mist. Are you? Thomas Red. Thomas Red Mist. I'm. I'm more uh, conserve the car. I'm going to be slow as fuck when I'm out there. Zach was. Zach was a, a healthy combination, but our lap times were not hugely different. Okay. So with that data, so the number one thing I see in endurance racing, especially the really really long races. Oh, we get average lap. Okay, yeah. it, it's all about winning by or, or winning by going as slow as possible. And you do that by you know just conserving the car and not hitting anybody, not so getting any just, penalties. It's, it's, it's the same strategy we use. Just keep the car lapping. Just keep it out there and keep it going. Because yeah. other people will have issues. And if your car doesn't have issues and you just can keep it going, you'll do well. Yeah. Now, if you've got four guys who are awesome, then you can worry about 
you know, strategy and yeah. when to push and okay. that kind of stuff. Otherwise, you, you know, like at the 25 hour last year, I think the car that won was like 13 laps down at some point or something like that. Oh, wow. And so you could have, you could have won the race averaging, you know, laps that were like 12 seconds a lap slower than the yeah. fast lap of the race. Yeah. Just cruising I mean, around. That's, that, that sort of is what happens with, uh, with lemons racing too. I mean, there's, there's huge yeah. discrepancies in the, the fastest cars versus the slowest cars, but mm-hmm. like a lot of those fast cars broke. You know, <laughs> you can you can make it if uh, one penalty or one extra, you know, something breaking or even a, a fucking flat tire. You know, you can make up five six laps in a, in a, just a flat tire. I wish we knew how many cars finished versus how many cars are registered. Yeah, because it had to be half. Have you ever raised ship boxes? Um, uh, uh, skip it, skip not barber officially. cars, notwithstanding. <laughs> Technical <term. laughs> Not officially, and, and uh. No, no, no. I've never raced anything too bad. You should. It's fun. It's real fun. We should We should find a way to uh, make the Lemons team with the most overqualified drivers <laughs> We're ever. We're talking about that. Like, yeah. get, get Bob need, Bonder on for a stretch. Lemons drivers. We get him. We should get Corey. Craig. We, we should get ACP uh, up. And, yeah. yeah. Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. Patrick. Up, motherfucker! <laughs> Caswell, too. I mean, it's just like pro drivers. I would not call Caswell overqualified for Lemons. I think he's exactly <laughs> yeah. on par for Lemons qualifying. Um... We should. Uh, do we have? Uh, do we have any valid questions from people in uh, in YouTube? Uh, we have sort of generic questions. They, people they keep asking vary. on Facebook, "Who's the asshole in the suit?" Zach, yeah, they do. Zach they do. is they wearing a suit asking. because people kept talking shit. Because the assholes didn't like my gym shorts. They, they weren't uh, down with the gym shorts. So Zach is partially powered by spite. <laughs> yes, I am. I am I'm heavily powered by you spite. You run on spite. Oh, totally. So I have a here's I have a, a car buying question from uh, John Mueller mm-hmm. on Facebook. They, yeah, just go a, to Facebook. They're smarter. Anyway. They are smarter on Facebook. They're For fucking morons. We like YouTube. our fans. Leave us a no. Comment. Yeah, but actually, this is a good plug. Go to the. I didn't know there's a new website. I just saw it. You know, the new website launched, right? Did she? They, they put it up. It's up right now. What? what? They don't. It wasn't she, up earlier. Today. Everyone, she every, tell me this. Thing. Everyone, Apparently our new website is live. There's. Now. I know. That's, <laughs> I'm glad I saw that before you, man. People are going. I love the new website. I love it. It's it's sleek. It's white. Oh yeah. And I like looked and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's up. All right. We have a new website. It's live now. It's very pretty. It's very modern. Go to the smokingtire.com right now. We have the new website. But leave comments on iTunes, right? And iTunes. Yeah. We'll get a plug-in. Just yeah. get a plug-in. Oh, let's, let's pause it. <laughs> yeah, Zach is just like, whoa, we have a new website I posted now. two things today at 3 p.m. and it was on the old site. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I read, no, I read a piece that you wrote at like 4-something and it was on the old site. Oh, you want to see the new site, Duncan? It looks dope. I know, can't wait. You know what would be funny for the Ringer TST Lemons? If Here's we registered our as our names and they only came out of the RV fully in gear. Red-shirted. <laughs> so far, it is very clean, so very everyone, white. So far, it's about. nothing. So everyone thought it was just us driving, but it's like these guys hidden in the suit. Um, That's amazing. That's the best cheater lemons ever. While we're, while we're waiting for that to load, we got to plug some things real quick. we gotta, we got to plug all our shit. Dylan Optics, of course, the official eyewear of the smoking tire. Best sunglasses ever. Uh, you, can you go to our new site and buy Dylan still? Yes, right? Dylan Banner's up on the new site. I hope so. The new site looks good. We just got to get some new servers behind it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Looks. Oh, Efren's got it on his phone. Okay. Yeah, it's up. There looks we go. Good. All cool. right. Brilliant. And uh, Smokingtire.com. If you click on the Dylan Banner on the Smokingtire.com, we'll send you a uh, TST shirt if you uh, order some glasses. Of course, my attorneys, Mr. Ticket in LA, www.4mrticket.com. Uh, recently uh, got me off of some uh, some very serious charges. I mean, no, they weren't serious. It was a stupid speeding ticket, but Mr. Ticket, six for six. That's how he rolls. 
And of course, my attorney in New York, attackthatticket.com, law offices of Michael Palumbo. If you have uh, speeding issues in New York, call that motherfucker. He'll hook you up. Just got a letter from the DMV that uh, my my, uh, alleged speeding has been uh, reduced to a uh, a no seatbelt ticket, which is uh, $235, but no points. Thanks. uh, Thank you, attackthatticket.com. And um, go to iTunes. Leave us a comment. Keep the uh, keep the podcast on the top of the iTunes charts. Word. Yep. And uh, of course, the Smoke Entire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Uh, brilliant podcast analytics by our own Chris Hayes. Thank you. You can download all of our podcasts at shoutengine.com slash the smoke entire. Yeah, and we got an update on that. Uh, I just got a legal paperwork back. We'll be, we will be open for public users in June, so you'll be able to launch your own stuff in, on June 1st. Nice, and that's at shoutengine.com. Oh, look at that. Here's the new site. Look at that. That's a pretty, pretty website. It looks good. Oh, very nice. Geez. Look at this. You can scroll through all these things. We've got videos. It's all separated by category. That's brilliant. That is very good. The Smoking Tire 2.0. Smoking Tire 2.0. First website redesigned since uh, 2009 when we launched. And, uh, that was powered by GeoCities. Watch our videos at youtube.com slash Tire. Watch the podcast live there. Follow us on Twitter at The Smoking Tire. Follow us on Instagram at The Smoking Tire. Facebook at The Smoking Tire. And read our shit at the new site at TheSmokingTire.com. Want to plug your shit? Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Duncan Endy. E-N-D-E. That's right. And, of course, racing for GMG. And what's your what's your team for prototypes? Uh, I can't say yet. Oh, well. Smoking well. Tire. Can we follow, put a sticker on your car? Everything the Smoking Tire. Can we, we should get a Smoking Tire sticker on your race car, I think. Uh, I, I know who you can talk up. to. Efren gave thumbs we'll up. We'll put it on the bottom of the wing. Because we have, we have new, <laughs> new, new Smoking Tire stickers are coming here's a, here's with the new, uh, the new logo. Does the new race car have Merkins on it? It needs a Merkin. <laughs> Merkin. Some Not on the outside. They're really bad for aero. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the, I, they used I know Merkin some was cars originally the, uh, they used that as kind of the canards on the front spoiler, and they snuck it past the F1 guys for years, and then they really? got onto what a Merkin was. <laughs> it's a French thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a French thing. And uh, that's all for plugs right now. Oh, let's <laughs> go back that, to Facebook. <laughs> oh, I had started. Shit. John Mueller on Facebook has a question. He has a dilemma. He has a first-generation uh, Volkswagen R32, which is Ooh, the best that the job. R32 ever car. was. 04 R32, great car. Um, he doesn't know what to do with it, though. It has 78,000 miles, which is actually pretty low for an 04. Yeah. Uh, it's his only car, his daily driver, uh, but he lives and works in New York City, so he doesn't actually drive it every day. Um, it pains him to keep putting miles on a car that is retaining value like that. Uh, should he sell it now uh, before it depreciation comes? Should he hang on to it? As a collector car, or just just drive the shit out of it, um, and if it's going to sell, it's probably worth about fifteen grand. He says, uh, where, "Where where would you go from there? Uh, used or new in the twenty five to thirty k range? That's a long question. But That's a special. Keep car. the R thirty two, sell the R thirty two, get a new daily. What's what's the move here? What would you do? Well, I mean, he's worried about depreciation. It's an 04. It's pretty low miles for an 04, but you know, it's not like he's been keeping it in the bubble. I don't. I don't know how much more depreciation is going to hit that car. People love. I think the that Mark car Fours. is going to hold. I, I don't think that car will ever drop below honestly, ten grand unless he wrecks it. You honestly, if I mean? you'd asked me this six months ago and I found a good R thirty two at fifteen grand, I would have scooped it up immediately because that would have been a killer price. Well, it's a good. It's a. It's good a good car, car yeah. for New York because you can throw a set of snow tires on it and you're good all winter. Yep. Yeah. It's. It has great seats. It sounds really cool. R thirty two with exhausts on them sound awesome. Yeah. It's a really cool. It's a, and it's a neat. You could show up at any 
you know, car show, canyons, track day with that car. I, that's I gonna would be say a, I'd fucking keep it, man. That's gonna I be. I, I think that's gonna be a modern classic. I I, I'd keep it, and if he uh, and maybe you know, don't consider it an, an investment, but know that you could keep it, drive it, enjoy it, and not lose a whole lot more than it's already lost. Especially think, if you live in New York and you don't drive it that much, you don't like need a car constantly. You're not like, oh, I need a new commuter with better miles and or you know all that shit. Yeah, he's paying five hundred dollars a month and keeping it in a garage. So fucking yeah. at least, so it's covered somewhere. It's better than parking on the street. I, I think the question being is, it, in almost 80,000 miles, have you wrung all the enjoyment out of it you think you're going to get, or do you still love it? Yeah. But if you still HPA. love it, you keep it. But if he's going to ditch it for 25 to 30 FRS. Yeah, I mean... I, well, actually, that'd be terrible in New York. Man. Yeah. You're not going to get much better than that for new for 25 to 30. No. I mean, yeah. Bill Caswell says I should ask Duncan about the jump at Groton. Uh, sorry, Bill. I've never driven Groton. Never driven Groton. Apparently, there's a jump there, which is, is kind of awesome. Is it as bad as the train tracks at Baltimore? Because there's the, train tracks at Baltimore. What? Yeah, on huh? the on the track. Yeah, you have to cross what? train tracks in a fucking race car. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, at it, what speed do you cross the train tracks? Well, so the first year they had a chicane in front of it, and so it was <laughs> low speed. Um, the second year, um, we started out with no chicane. And so we were going, I don't know, like 100, 120. <laughs> like it, it was Over fucking train tracks? It, it was moderately terrible. Oh and then it, we just kept on getting a different version of, chic- of a chicane every session after that. Wait, was were the train tracks they... at least smooth or were they those fuck train tracks with like two inch drop to gap to, to rise? Um, I had my eyes up. Up the track, so <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can feel you was, know, um, bad the, train yeah, tracks. Was, was the, that where they had the IndyCar race and they were putting down that like filler to fill in cracks in the pavement and it yeah. kept like coming up? Was that Baltimore? Detroit. Oh, that was Detroit, of course. Of course. Yeah. Why would it not be Detroit? American no, made, baby. Whatever. Detroit, oh, even yeah. where the racetracks are it was, a, it was a street circuit, and so they put down this sort of filler okay. to fill the cracks because it was the pavement was all fucked up, and like at the end of like just like qualifying like all of it had come up and they had it was a I got this image of all these out of work factory workers out there with Bondo on the racetrack (laughs) caulking guns Uh, John J. Litke on Facebook wants to he says wave my hand in the air if I get the message fuck you fuck you you. No what one you cares. Get for asking for a shout only, out? only you care about your shout out. If I get um, five shout outs, they turn them in for a, a Dakota ring. Well, they're like the they're like those tickets after you leave the arcade. They're worthless. Yes, yeah. no, you, worthless can, you can bring arcade. those back and get like the fake mustache or the big comb. A shout out just goes so, away. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's even <laughs> less worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Ribe, Ribe, I don't know. He asked uh, if you can get good examples of both. What do you like better, an E46 M3 or a Cayman S? Mm. Cayman. I mean, they're they're different, you know. They are. They are. I I am. I'm going to take its position. Don't love the E46 M3. What don't you love about it? Don't. I, well, the one there thing that go. really bothers me about that car, which is sort of a stupid thing that other people will say that I'm nuts for, the steering wheel doesn't go on the right angle. It's like tilted away from you. Oh, BMW. And you yeah. Can't, yeah. And in all yeah, the E46s, in, including the M3, it does that, and you can't. Change it and it's fucking annoying. Chevy Sonic does that. That really bothers me, and that's a stupid thing. But my hands are always there, and and I don't like that. And I also, it's just not that fast. Neither is a Cayman S. That's true. <laughs> I, I is this a car that he's going to be driving all the time, or is this a car that's going to be most attractive? He just asked what what he prefers a driver's car. So I think it's very subjective. I'd say E46 because I prefer front engine rear wheel drive for fun factor. 
I've never driven a Cayman streetcar. I've only driven them race prepped. And They're pretty fun little race cars, aren't they? Uh, I, it was a trying season. I had one. We had uh, we had major major handling issues, which is not really? what you'd expect. From not that. what you expect from a Cayman. Well, we what had kind of handling issues that you have. Well, so we uh, had to keep the rear suspension link stock. Okay. Um, and eventually, and so we had major major loose issues. We eventually got a GT3 tow links approved in the rear and found out that. Uh, under load, the rear wheels were towing out six mil, and Holy we cut that shit. down to one mil, well, and no. then it, it then it worked great. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's a lot to, to to torque out like that. It's it's especially a lot at like VIR. I feel like that would, look, that would look like a chicken getting in a fight. Like it would lean back and just like blah, 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 and just I don't know. It would like the, the ass end would squirrel around because it's towing out. It, it was bad luck. It was really bad luck. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, on Facebook, Mike Spencer wants to know. He has a, a 1984 Alpha GTV6 uh, with around 90,000 miles on the clock. It's, he says he thinks it's worth around five grand. Should he keep it or sell it and get an early 2000s Miata with some bolt-ons? Yes. Because I will say, I drove Blake Rong's car last night. Yeah. And How much better is it than yours? Oh. <laughs> there are not numbers high enough. Really? It's mo- oh. It... I get in it. I go over, um, you know, those reflector like uh, round disc yeah, things. Yeah. That brrr, you know, my car when it goes over that, it sounds like if you get like like a change jar did, and did shake it. Sound it sounds like our RV when you go over. The, yeah, that's what my, my car sounds like. His yeah. is silent. Yeah, it, it rides really great, and it's his is a two thousand with suspension, but it, <laughs> and it only has sixty thousand miles, which helps. Yeah, but I would absolutely get one of those cars if you get it uh, well sorted with good suspension. It, it drives. Really and I'll nice. tell you what, there were some. Really fast Alpha GTV sixes yeah. in and at Lemons. Remember those? Alphas two have yeah. character. Really That's the thing they have going for. Yeah, them. but if he's thinking about getting rid of it, he's fucking over the character. Uh, yeah. Believe yeah, that's you true. Me. Go that's Miata. True. I feel sure. like anyone that's ever raced has raced a Miata. Have, have you raced Miatas at some point? Uh, I've never raced one. I actually drove one for the first time like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and I mean, like the hype is all there for a reason. Like it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's slow, but it's not like. Terribly slow. Small, yeah. short wheelbase, great suspension. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it does everything perfectly. I uh, also got to do a quick shout-out. Uh, my boy Travis Stratford reminded me that last week in New York was the uh, ammo launch party yep. for our buddy Larry. Our buddy uh, makes some amazing uh, detail products, which you can see at ammonyc.com. Huge party at Classic Car Club Manhattan. I don't know who paid for all that booze, but thank you. You're killing your father, Larry. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who paid for it, <laughs> Larry. Larry. <laughs> well, thanks, Larry. Yeah. He like didn't. Move, he you know he's always so stressed. He he yeah. didn't even like want to have a drink. I'm like, you bought all this booze. <laughs> you need to drink some of it yeah. and enjoy yourself at this party. Spe- but, hey, speaking of drinks, how's your guys' ginger ale? That's fun. My my, oh, root, was, my root beer is really it was good. So delicious that it's gone. <laughs> apple juice is an underrated beverage, especially <laughs> on the rocks. Froth. <laughs> Froth. Well, if you age apple juice in oak, much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like 500 people at Classic Car Club. I met uh, the guys from TRG, Jason from TRG. Big shout out. What's TRG? The Racers Group. It's uh, it's uh, a, a, a a racing team. Oh, and they, cool. They, I think, do they have? Are they all gentlemen drivers? They have some. They have some pros on there too. They, they always have a mix of pros. They have a mix of yeah. pros, right? But it's a, it's a lot of the gentlemen drivers drive with TRG in the big races, and there's pros too. But they invited me to drive. Both the um, the GT4 and GT3 Aston Vantages. Do it. Yeah. yeah. So they said I, if I wanted to come to Monticello in May, I can do it. Or if not, we can go to Infineon. The GT4 
is a V8 Vantage race car. The GT3 is a V12 Vantage race car. If we're going to New York for big... Sorry, this is a total tangent. It has no bearing on any <laughs> no of No bearing on the conversation. Um, but if we're going to New York for big muscle, we should also try to tag on a smoking car. If we're doing car. that, I'll fly myself there and we can... Exactly, the, uh, and save money. Car. Yeah, but... Um, Would the story of Queens... fucking things sound mean as hell. He was want, we were revving that thing up inside Classic Car Club with like all these people. It's mean as fucking oh, hell. Fuck yeah, Aston race car. They're not. They're traditionally not very fast. But, doesn't matter. Perfect. But they with the way it sounds like like the DB9 GT. I'm sure it doesn't want anything. But you see it around, you're like, oh look at that. I know. And, and then you see so a P1, pretty, you're like, whatever. They um they uh the coolest part about that GT4 car that I that I was revving up, it has the like the the stock jeweled gauges. <laughs> Like, it doesn't have, like, a MoTeC or anything. It's like, you're in this race car, and the seat's all around your head, you know what I mean? It's a fucking cage. And then there's this, like, suede-wrapped binnacle with, with a jewel. Leave it to Aston to keep racing key. classy. <laughs> you have a awesome. sapphire key that the race driver gets in, and it says emotion. Oh, the sapphire passion. key. Dude, I think, I think that's a new rapper name. Suede-wrapped binnacle. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, binnacle? The key, the the key for a, a new Vanquish or a Rapide is, like, $1,500 because it's made of sapphire. I, I know this because I dropped one once, and, and uh, thank you, Galpin, for not making me pay for that. But oh, and I want to go Galpin. Party. Galpin, Galpin party coming up. Galpin, uh, Galpin Autosports. Let's give them a free plug in the Valley. I bought my truck there, and they have the fucking bombest parties, man. They're uh, those guys know how to spend money properly. Mm-hmm. That was where <laughs> uh, Johnny Tran from Fast and the Furious negged me for a picture. <laughs> you <laughs> still hold a grudge against fucking that. Johnny Tran. You still bring it up with so like I came to his home, disrespected his family. <laughs> Not to not to try and make ourselves seem important, but I think any one of us at this point is more famous than Johnny Tran. Oh yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so we were talking about gentleman drivers earlier. Like, do you have any a, a fabulous gentleman driver story? Like, he shows up in his helicopter and requests and terrible things in the wall, or because I I feel like I don't know. What, what are your gentleman driver experiences? Because we talk about it a lot. And, um, from from a pro, like you have to, a good one that you were reticent to talk about. Yeah, because you're a pro, like you're the best of the best, and then you have like these guys with a fuckload of money. Um, I, I don't have any really, really, really great off track gentleman driver stories, <laughs> but at the Sebring Twelve Hours last year, um, my gentleman co driver uh, was in the car at about the six hour mark. Sorry and- to interrupt you, Tom. Can I have some more apple juice, please? I think we're out of apple. Oh, is no more apple juice. Shit, how about some vodka? Uh, no, there is more, there is more apple there's juice. More apple there's juice? more apple juice? There's more Coast apple, apple juice. juice. Sorry, continue with your story, Doug. I, I couldn't believe you guys would be out of apple juice already. <laughs> already? It's not even 9 o'clock. So it's uh, it's about it's about the six-hour mark in the race. And uh, we've got a full-course yellow we're coming out of, and he's about to take the green. Off camera. Yeah. And, like, halfway through the lap, it's a really long lap there, um, he gets on the radio and says, I had a moment. And <laughs> I had a moment. And the yellow comes back Isn't out. Isn't that how Jeremy Clarkson says orgasm? Crisis. Orgasm. A crisis. 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 Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. S- well, similar, but this guy's French, so it, it sounds Can much better say, than uh, Jeremy. Oh, 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 <laughs> and so then we're watching the TV feed, and we see the uh, at the end, going into turn 10 at Sebring, which is about a uh, maybe 100 and 50 mile an hour straight away to like a Ooh. high second gear corner. Um, it's like 50 to 60. High second I'm gear 150, 150 to 
What's what's a high second gear? I don't even know on a race car. Um, uh, I, I don't know. We can say like a sixty mile an hour. Yeah. Okay. So you'd have to take off a lot of oh. speed. Um, the field's all packed up, and we see a car get together with another one in the brake zone, turn itself into the catch fence, go up in the air, and go spinning down the catch fence. Oh God! <laughs> Jesus and Christ! Then we see that it's our car. <laughs> oh no! You're like, oh wow! What yeah. yeah. Holy Fuck. shit, that's awesome. <laughs> yep, I'm flying through the air. This is not good. <laughs> Nino on point tonight. So th- thankfully he, w- he was fine. but um, Was the car a total loss? Uh, th- we didn't tub it, but pretty much everything connected to the tub except for the rear deck lid somehow was pretty much fucked. What kind of car was it? Was it a R8? It was a PC car. So oh, okay. We, we found, the, found the exact spot of takeoff on the data and... He was going 128 when he went off the ground and into the into wow. the fence. Is that like is that only is the, is the telemetry readout like amazing? Uh, How many G's did he pull? <laughs> upon <laughs> upon he breaking, pulled, he pulled all of them. Vertical, vertical G. He pulled four vertical G's. It's like landing <laughs> on an aircraft carrier and just the hook grabs you and you're like, stop now. Have you have you ever had a a, a crash? Uh, yes, I've had a couple. I've had a couple. Um, not in a while. I went through all last year without a crash. Well, was what really was your nice. what was your first crash like in a racing experience was it like mm, it, it it was it was backwards at barber and painful <laughs> um, actually I, I ever since my very first crash in a race car i haven't been able to like crack my neck in both directions anymore oh okay you get those injuries in life yeah know, this sounds like I, a fir- this could easily be substituted for first sexual experience Mm. No, I, I got a I snowboarding, I I a snowboarding <laughs> accident where now every time I turn a doorknob, my arm clicks. Uh, so every every time, just a knob, simple yeah. knob, I got a click on my arm. Uh, happens, Brandon Collins on Facebook has a 1996 uh, 318 IS, uh, eighty thousand miles. It has an in- oh, it has an intake. Big oh, power. that has like power twenty horsepower. Uh, Bore exhaust, sway bars, brakes, and everything a track car needs. Would would you consider it? Being a good track day car. If it's your first time going on a track, sure. It's got brakes and decent suspension and too slow to get into too much trouble, yeah. But you'll get bored real quick if you're driving a 318 on a track. It's a slow car. Yeah. It's slow in a straight line, but it's like our, our Lemons car, you know, you, you you couldn't get any better at going straight. Like, you floor it and right. you're like, I'll wait for a minute before I get to the next corner. But, you know, you could, he can probably really work on, like, later braking or trail braking. I mean, you know more about this, but... Slow cars, like we talk about slow cars fast a lot. You can still learn a ton. I, I'm a big proponent of driving slow cars fast instead of fast cars slow. Um, and if, you're, if you've never done any track stuff, it doesn't matter what you have. As yeah. long as it can go around the track, yes, it's a good and track not car. not piss coolant mm-hmm. all over the fucking track. Yeah. Yeah. That There's helps. Really good brakes. And because we, we talked to fellow and Damon about E36s all day, can't you swap in... Yeah. Tons you of can shit swap into a in anything you can put, into one of those cars. You can put a 3-2 motor in there with like four bolts. Yeah. It's fucking it's That's ridiculous. like on the E30. Someone, someone wanted us to talk about E36 M3s. A fellow who works with us at Gotham is like Mr. E36. Yeah. And he has like seven of them in various states of build. He's like a <laughs> wizard. He's a wizard with that shit. It's, it's, we went up to the Canes and ran into a kid that was driving. Uh, it was an E36 that he'd swapped in all E46 parts. And it looked like it was stock. Well, no, that, that was, was the E30. E30. Or that was, was it an E30. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. it was an E36 I, M3 yeah. drivetrain. It was very cool. But Super it all, clean. I mean, minus like the intake and a couple little pieces, it looked like it came out of the factory. Yeah, that was, it was impressive. Was a, I wish I knew that kid's name, but that was a great motor swap. Well, because yeah. we've been talking about a lot because Thad and I are both 
um, we're car shopping where you're almost like where you're waiting to get your new job, but you, you're looking on Craigslist already. So, you know, E36 M3, a good one in LA is like six, seven grand, but yeah. you can get an E36 325 and bolt all the M3 shit on you mm-hmm. want and get it way cheaper. It doesn't and, matter and anymore, are as long as it's a collector's it. car. But, and the 325 no, can hold boost better and yeah. fellow builds the manifolds and shit for that. Part. I don't want anything to do with. I want 400, 400. You, you 400, go for it. 400 out of a and, 325. And when yes. you call me and you're like, can you give me a ride because I have a boost leak? I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be happy to pick me up because I'll buy you a beer later. Yes, that's true. Uh, Tanner Flynn on Facebook wants to know if the RS5 Audi is worth the money they're charging for it. Ugh. I believe it is. You driven an RS5? Yeah. No, but it sounds like it's worth the money. It is. Wor- I think it's worth the money. It's good. It's It's pricey, though. Ours was seventy seven, I think. Yeah. Same price but, but as an M three with a track pack. What, what fucking our, our my buddy just bought a frozen E ninety two M three that was eighty plus and I ran into that fucking moron in the canyons that had the 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 Lime Rock edition M three. Eighty six thousand fucking dollars. Can you imagine it. spending eighty six thousand dollars on an M three that's just orange? Mm, no, I I mean some people love orange. But, but for eighty six fuck, I I drive an orange truck. I didn't I didn't pay fucking eighty six grand for That's it. Too much paid fifty five. It's a very good car. I think it's a question of where your 50. tastes are. My man. Yes, but eighty six thousand dollars for an orange M three is stupid. No, 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 like, no, I was talking. The, I was talking the. RS5. Oh, the RS five. No, the RS five isn't really. And nice the RS five feels like eighty grand. Where yeah, M yeah, three, yeah. I'm like, ah, that's I, a great car. M three feels like sixty to sixty five. I think the only complaint I have about the RS five is it. It's. A little down on power compared to what it's competing what against. It's about? down on torque. No, he's right. Yeah. It's no, down you gotta rev it. You gotta, the shit out you gotta wind the shit out of that motor. When you were looking, you told me like a week later when you were watching footage that I was going way too fast. You for, were going way too it's fast. It's a very fast car. It is. You have to wind downhill. it out. So in, in a daily driver situation, it feels slow because it's got no torque. Cut. When you're actually whipping it, it's like yeah, from it's 100 awesome. to 150, it's real quick. Yeah, and the well, Canyon's fully yeah. kicking the shot off. It's fun. Yeah, it's you watched, fun you watched Harris's comparison of RS4 versus S4, right? Did I only watch watched the Corbin yeah. like, nearly fucking came in his pants when he when he, when Chris name-dropped him, by the way. Oh, the zero yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said that. I yeah. bet he did. But I mean, the basic premise was you, <laughs> can, you can flash a regular S4 with a, with a supercharged V6, and you can flash it and gain 100 horsepower. And get way more torque than the RS4 engine, which is the same as the RS5 engine, which I agree with. I mean, it, it's it's down on torque. You got to rev to eight grand to make the yeah. power, and you know I like but, torque. I'm a, I'm a big totally. proponent of torque. And, and, torque and speaking of the RS5, is our buddy uh, Gl- Jeff Glucker at Universe just put up his RS5 video today. So if you want to see a fresh RS5, do you have the same one? The same? No, no. Yet? He, had, he actually had a blue one. I was surprised. Uh, speaking yeah. of Glucker, that Firebird video we posted. Yeah. By the way. Has the most hits of any video he's posted so far. Yeah, well, it was. Which is not saying. I will but say. No, but I mean, the, yeah, uh, but it's it's still. People like. I would have put more. Cars. I would have put more into that because the whole thing with that, that it really connects. Video. It was it was an old. It was an. This was an original '68 Firebird in almost bone stock condition, and it looked almost bone stock, not showroom bone stock, yeah, like yeah. found recently in a yard <laughs> bone stock, and it was like spider webs and shit, um, rust, and three speed automatic, I think. And I forgot what hot rod engines look like in stock form because oh, yeah. every time you look in a hood with a new car, someone's put like an intake on it. Chrome and a new, this and a new, or that, right? Or and this open, I was like, "Where's this engine from?" I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's actually That's from the, the 60s. original motor. I think yeah. it's blue and black, and there's all these like smog tubes and did shit. Did it have that snorkel thing off the round? Yes, it did. Yeah. It, it has this size air cleaner reduced to this. Yeah, yeah like why? Uh, like with that? a little, like even like an original Cobra, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. to to actually look at the engine, you're kind of like. Huh. That's why be, back in the day they were like, 
more oh, showy. Oh, I, I flipped I, – I, back in the day, I think like GTOs and Ram Airs, they used to flip the air cleaner upside down. That was like a mod. That was and you're like, move. that's funny. You're like, I think that actually worked. Really <laughs> that, was, you know, <laughs> that was back in the days of kind of just slapped together engineering in some regards. Oh, you yeah. Know, where uh, you could do headers and it would be a major upgrade or do an intake and it would be a major well, upgrade. Have you ever seen what stock headers looked like on a muscle car? It's oh, yeah. Like, they it's were the biggest pile of had. Well, yeah. I mean, iron they, there's a reason they called yeah. them log headers. They looked like fucking logs. Yeah. Have you ever driven an old car? Like, uh, like a couple a of 60s. Yeah. What's the oldest car you drove? Mm, 59, I think. 356. Oh, 350s. Well, that's, see, that's like... That's different. It, it was a really not, fucking fast old American. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> Have you driven the old they are, muscle they are, cars? They are uh, slow, aren't they? I had a buddy who had like a... Uh, yes, they are incredible, <laughs> unbelievably slow. Uh, I had a buddy who had a, a Dodge Super B, which was like the most glorious mm, right. that's a cool piece car. of shit. I yeah. ever drove. It yeah. was awesome. Like the dashboard would come up, would like fall off yeah, if yeah. Uh, if it hooked up too too much when you're trying to launch it. It was yeah, awesome. Silly, that's right? when you know you're going fast. Muscle uh, cars. You are, think you're going they're, fast? They're real good and terrible. You know, even the the really nice ones. You know, must those fucking pro touring shit. You drive that thing for an hour, you're like beat up. You're like deaf. It, you're you're deaf. You're like your back hurts. Your arms hurt. Like you're like. There's this thin layer of like shit all over you. Like, that is called that's carbon and oil. The classic no one is when you grab a steering wheel and are driving for a while in an old car, and you get out and your hands are kind of sticky from the yeah. wheel deteriorating. Yeah, you know yeah. when like you know when you've been in the ocean all day just floating yeah. around. That feeling when you get home and you're still like floating. Yeah. that's what it is like when you drive a muscle car all day. Like that's everything's totally just like I'm. This isn't supposed to be happening. You feel all. You feel like after the Cobra or or Muscle's car. You feel like, yeah, you go off a You're boat. You're still vibrating. Like, well, that's that's, the same. that's vibrating. because, especially in the Cobra, you've been inhaling hydrocarbons for the last that hour. That is 100% true. But it's awesome hydrocarbons. Like it's almost like the shell shock has ended and your body is like not, is, is used to resisting something for an hour. And all of a sudden, it's like floating around. We're weird. fully interactive now, by the way, with the YouTube thing. Because people ask a question and then I, we respond. And then they're like, oh, wow, thanks for the response. So Mike Spencer... You are welcome, sir. Yeah. And he said that paste. we are completely right about the alpha, him, him being over the character of the alpha. Yeah. He said, uh, having the rear inboard brakes lock up a couple times at speed. <laughs> you, get, you get over it pretty quickly once that happens. They're, they're cool cars, but they're not without inboard. their quirks. Yeah, and he also wants to know what kind of apple juice we're drinking. Uh, it's Mott's. Mott's. I'm drinking uh, A&W right now. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Um. Uh, what else do we got? We got I mean, people are fucking blowing up my Facebook page with questions right now. Uh, where the fuck do we I got go? a favorite stock sleeper. Favorite stock? Well, I mean, the CTSV wagon is like the obvious choice. 500E. That's not that Oh, oh the Mercedes I would the like 500E. The original. The original yes. 500. That's I would the say. Best car ever. There's one on Craigslist are right you? now for 7800 bucks. It's got 200,000 miles on it, but had a really long list of service records, and it looks fucking minty fresh. I was sort of like, ooh. Hmm. I've got bucks. one that I saw on my way here today. Really? RS4. Oh, yeah. RS4s are, RS4s so are cool. good. They're the the V7 RS4s? I would say yeah. the new yeah. S6, especially if you tuned it. The new S6 is super sleeper. Because that it, thing looks like fucking nothing. It's also so super detuned. You're going to yeah, wake up exactly. like yeah. 200 horsepower. With yeah, I love the last exactly. gen RS6, the the uh, you know the, the Avant that was not sold here in the US. Oh yeah, the twin the turbo, twin V10. turbo V10. Yeah, it was only making 500 horsepower. You know that was an ECU flash away from like seven or eight hundred. I'm sure. Yeah. 
It depends. I don't know what they did with the with the internals of that motor. If it if it's, if it's forged, you could do it. But yeah, but I don't know yeah. what the compression is and how. Because in the Gallardo, it's pretty high compression. If you want to run a lot of boost in those cars, you have to. do I, I maintain there. there's almost no better sounding motor than the motor in that car, though. Uh, you really don't want to be stuck with only like a 550 horsepower wagon. That's know, a that's, shitty that's situation. Fucking, situation. Like, oh, yeah. Why even bother with that shit box? <laughs> you can only pick up your kids so quickly. Well, I mean, dude, this is L.A. I mean, we see fucking bitches in G the G sixty threes in fucking preschool. You know, just just Roosevelt Elementary converting fuel into noise. <laughs> Such a rapid. <laughs> I know for real though. I did see a G fifty five pick up a kid when I was with Sarah. That, I'm Big not name. exaggerating. It's, about that shit. it's that's nuts. Just, like I was, it's like I was Julie, get in the car. It. We're late to pick up the dog. Where I ride my where I ride my bike in Palos Verdes in the afternoons. Occasionally, if I'm up there around two thirty three o'clock, there's a couple of middle schools up there at the very top overlooking. You're not allowed to go near them anymore. I know I'm not supposed to be there. And now everyone knows where you'll be between two and three o'clock every day. Your house is empty. God damn it. That's Palos Verdes between yes. 2 and 3 o'clock at middle school is on the hill. But you go up there and that's uh, that's quite the lineup of cars waiting to pick people up. I mean, it's just like Land Rover Sports. You see, you know, your odd Ferrari that'll be yeah. up there. Porsche, 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 Porsche. It's just it's absurd. So we got a qu- uh, Hank Anderson uh, wants to know. He's, you guys been, seen, he's been fucking blowing up. blowing it up? Blowing up. Is he, he a copy and paste? Shelby Raptor over and over? No, he hasn't, but he's, he's had an eclectic... Uh, okay. View do, on a we, lot of topics. Should we answer his question? Yeah, or do go, we, or should we not it. justify a response yeah. for Hank? There's some. There's some. We, I'll talk well, about it after you the got? show. The weird. Okay. Shit well, that's we. Going you know. Do you see the Shelby Raptor? Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at the graphics package right the, now. It's heinous, isn't it? Oh, it's yes. really bad. Uh, I think the answer to that is the Hennessy. Well, you see that. So there, let's talk about the Shelby Raptor versus the Hennessy Velociraptor. So the Shelby Raptor is. Essentially the same thing as the Hennessy Velociraptor. It's a supercharger. Mm-hmm. The Hennessy truck actually makes <laughs> people are laughing at the picture. No, if, if you're not looking no. at it, picture, you know, like a movie poster a where for a horror movie where it says like Clockwork Orange. That's what that looks like. It's really the graphics are really terrible. If you need a truck to match your uh, Lime Rock Edition M3, <laughs> we've got it. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. So the Velociraptor makes 25 more horsepower than the Shelby Raptor, and the package costs like four thousand dollars less. Than the Shelby one does, so, and it's not, and and that's the Shelby Raptor is, is post title. It's not like you're going to order that, yeah. you know, from a dealer like you would a GT500. It's a, it's like the same thing as a Super Snake. So you have to buy the car and then send it to Shelby. So they give you a Shelby VIN, but it, you don't. It's not like you buy it and then get a full factory warranty. With do that package. do they do anything the suspension, anything no. like that? Just no, I think it's just, just all it's motor a supercharger, some like trim longer and some travel. I gotta say. No. Between this and the Focus and the, the Shelby Focus, uh, I never thought that the quietest, most subtle of the cars that Shelby made would be the GT500. Yeah, <laughs> but in the, that, that's what's happening. Is is the, the Focus looks like it has a thousand horsepower? It's like it's yellow and it's got all these graphics <laughs> and it's and it's like I don't know what the, I don't know who's doing their designs over there. So I can't I, I like I love the people who work at Shelby, but they're 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 really losing me on their. Problems. The one thing I'll give them on the Raptor is that unlike the Focus, you're actually getting value for your dollar That's with true. more power, and and the Focus is just pissing your That's money away. That's true, and, and having driven the Hennessy one, it's not more power than the it's, chassis can handle. No, the chassis the, can handle that. The the problem is though, it's the cutout of the black fake dirt. Like who mm. in the design field said? You, you know what? Yeah. This this design looks awesome. 
awesome. Like, and then it went through knowing what we know with corporations. It goes through fifteen fucking people. It must have been Ed Hardy at the and, end. And of that it, line. It, it looks like <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, and, and, and on the regular Raptor, they had like the little tail end digital dirt, which some that's people, okay. But this which day, of they're I like, did not let's cover the whole car. You know who is this. Shelby's design person? I had figured out. Uh, what was the name of that lady on the Drew Carey Helen show? Helen Keller. No, no, the Drew Carey show. <laughs> the Mimi character. Mimi. That's who must have to do it. I, I never <clears> watched she, the Drew She Carey had show. blue eye makeup like up to her forehead. Oh, I know. Crazy, yeah, yeah. looking like a clown. Efren, did you know who that is? I did. I don't know the fuck that is. Hilarious. Never watched the Drew Carey show. Uh, we have a uh, we actually have a uh, an offer on Facebook to for tuned uh, an E36 uh, BMW with a 3.4 liter stroked 2JZ with a GTX 4202R, which Who? is probably stupid fast. Now we got someone that we can beat the shit out of the car with with fellow. We can spend two hundred dollars on tires and murder the character name was oh that's who yeah now i know who you're talking about yeah yeah she's like (laughs) the lunch lady on acid yeah she was such a cunt (laughs) (laughs) oh boy um what else we have anything else i got new tires what what kind of tires do you rock on your uh on your street cars you have a preference of tire um not really because i already you know it took a stand i like season. to go down and grip so yeah. oh that's true yeah. and i figure once i'm going all season like yeah. i don't want to spend much no that's See, true the, the key is the way your tires are almost illegally bald i find that works really well dude you're fully bald yeah you're you're shot i can get you're a not only bald you're bald and old you're dry <laughs> and bald at the same that's time so old true. brazilian like when when musto did donuts <laughs> in the cobra i was kind of like you wore off a lot of tread and i'm like those tires are 11 years old <laughs> yeah. that that's fine yeah. we need new shit i just got an uh pilot super sports on my corvette and they are pretty fucking awesome they're like they're literally sticky to the touch if you touch them, your hand. Isn't like, that fun when you get fresh tires? Oh my like god! Super I'm sorry. I couldn't. I could not get rid of those terrible Goodyears fast enough. Actually, I probably could have gotten rid of them faster, but I, I, I'm so negligent happy. operator, Mr. Farah. Negligent operator. Do you do that thing like when you bought new shoes when you're a kid? And you're like, look how fast I can run. We're like, look how look how many burnouts I can do. Fucking new tires. Look at my cornering speed. I was driving around LA in first gear, just making noise. Corvette. You take off ramps quicker, and you're like, let's see how these. Do. I, 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 all I did was drive the car from the shop here. I haven't even tested any of the handling. We're true. gonna go canyons on on Sunday. Sunday. You want, do you run? Are you are you racing Sunday? You want to run canyons? This Sunday, three thirty-five D. Come run canyons. I'm trying to get Glucker to come out with a very special press car that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. Oh yeah, you can't talk about. It. I know what he's getting. Well, this is going up in a week. Annoying. Well, um, yeah, but there are people listening live. Yeah, live, people are oh, listening right. live yeah. right now. I would uh, like to tell Timothy Tran to suck a dick. Because he asked the same question four times in one email. Did he? And I'll answer his question, yes. Okay, fuck you. How's that? And that's <laughs> right. And then there yeah. you go. I, I think that, you know, with all these live things, guys, just bear with us. We can't get to every last one, so don't post it don't 80 times over. Paste. He didn't post it yeah. times. He wrote the same sentence four times in one email. That's worth Oh, it. really? Wait, was sentence. it in caps and in red? But oh, to be God. honest with you, if you're, if you're, I'll teach you the way to us answering your question because I am... I am At going through Nino. them. No, no, no. It's not even... You First, have to mention my name. Nino's beard. Should First, I? yes. That, no. <laughs> all you have to do is just ask a very simple question that isn't repetitive and don't post it a hundred fucking times. Because Nino it, will yeah. screen your I, ass been, out. I have... I, I know some more questions I want to ask. All right, go ahead, wait, go yeah. ahead. Do we have questions for Hold Duncan? On, like legitimate... Oh, no, not, not for Nino's like a woman. The Duncan, harder you try, the less life. you want to fuck you. We hit all the good parts. Exactly. Uh, 
We'll go well, to Facebook. No, actually, no, I, have, I, have, I, have, I do I have a question for Duncan no, no, no. about racing. Like, cause there's, I think there's, there's driving fast on a track, and then there's driving for the win. You know what I mean? And they're not the same thing. You know, it's like, and there's usually it's a certain it takes a certain thing within a person, and maybe it's maybe it's winning a race once and you have to keep doing it, or but like how do you get that last ten percent that is the difference between driving fast on a racetrack and going I have to win and I'm going to push this thing as hard as I can push it? You know what I mean? Is there a level of fear you have to get beyond, or is there just a, a absolute need to? Be faster, or or, or how does is it that, how does that faith work? in the machine like you were talking about before? Um, I, I think all the guys who are out there have got the uh, the desire to win over anything else in yeah. them, and whether it's that they love to win or they hate to lose, which yeah, yeah. It can be a much Same stronger thing. motivator. Yeah, um, that you, they're they're all out there pushing as hard as they can, and. You know, fear doesn't even come into it. Once, if fear has, has come into it, then you can't, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be in a position to right. win a race at the end. Right. And is there some, and, and does the fact that this is, this is my job, I'm just trying to come out and do the best thing that I can do. Is that a big factor too, where you're just like, fuck the racing and all the mental aspects of it. It's just like, I want to be really fucking good at my job. That's <laughs> No, because like race, racing is, is, racing is too hard. Well, I, I think that racing is too hard to a, like, just like get into and then be um be really good at mm-hmm. for anybody to look at like this is my job i want to be good at my job i feel like it's like you're so dangerous to- well like no one's gonna like the, the same guy that's like i'm gonna go out there and be the best vacuum salesman because I, i'm just good at my job and i'm gonna work hard and provide for my family like you can't go into racing but like i just want to be good at my job like you need a mental genetic balls kind of influence to make you go as fast as possible. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's there's a passion for it that supersedes anything else. Okay, and it's and and there are a lot of things out there that anybody who's who's racing for a living could do instead that would be easier for them to deal with. And oh yeah, all I, that. I mean, I just look at this, and, and you know, obviously, I'm not a professional driver, so the thing is, is I look at this and I just kind of go, whenever I get really involved in something like this and it starts turning into how I'm making my income, it takes on a different life where I'm just like, I'm going to be as best at this as I possibly can, regardless of what everybody else is doing around me. This is just to do it as well as I know I can. Imagine Schumacher, though, is like a shoe salesman. salesman. Hello, I am Michael Schumacher. You Welcome are going to the these? Schumacher Shoe Emporium. We have the best prices on all of your best what, basketball what shoes and loafers. I don't know. What the fuck? Put these shoes on very quickly, right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll get you laced up as fast as possible. They're laced already. You didn't see it. <laughs> really? Jesus. I got a question for Duncan. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Watkins Glen and his Duncan race there before? Only a few hours from Monticello. Smiley face. Watkins Glen is awesome. (laughs) Nino is now required to read all emoji out loud. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to do the cactus when that comes along, though? I just read it as a dick. Uh, That's it. Yeah. Watkins Glen is great. I've I've done the the full track a bunch of times, and I did the the short course that NASCAR uses uh, once, which is um, actually way, way cooler. The short courses? Yeah, because it's so fucking fast. Like, I, I think... It's probably the fastest racetrack in North America. It's uh, it's is really. It? I, Have you been to Brainerd? I haven't been to Brainerd. Oh, oh the, the big blue ox. To Brainerd, dude. Seriously, Brainerd has um, <laughs> it ha- the the front straight is I think three quarters of a mile, 
and it has the fastest right-hand turn in North America, which is like 150 or so in a race car. And you can, you can drive almost half the track. It's a road course. Almost half the track, you can drive like flat. It's nasty. It's really. If you ever get a chance to race at Brainerd, you should totally make the trip. I just lost headphones. Why you can get that? pancakes and get uh, laid there. Oh, really does like everyone else have headphones? Have Fargo? Yeah, I think you just... Oh, that's I, where I, they're going I, in I Brainerd, yeah. Little, okay, cool. Yeah. Operator. Um, I wish I had a Fargo drop right now for the Brainerd. Jesus. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Circumcised. Oh, yeah. You just need a wood chipper in the background. Yes. Do you mind uh, if I sit down <laughs> carrying quite a load here? <laughs> uh, got anything else, Nino? Uh, hold on. I am going back right to... There was another question for Duncan. It was... Uh, it was, does why Duncan, do you look like Harry Potter and the Duncan, kick ass? Does Duncan, yeah, that too, like driving on the streets of St. Pete? St. Pete was awesome. Where's yeah, it? I, I never, that? it's, uh, but my first World Challenge race was two weeks ago, um, and it was in St. Petersburg, Florida with IndyCar race, and I'd never been there before, and it was really, really cool. Half the track is like airport, half of it's city streets. It's right down like in a marina with like yachts and shit parked next to it. It's really, really, really cool. Wow. Is yeah. the airport, is it uh, like a newly paved? Because we've been on, I think, a variety of airfield surface, I uh, think yeah. we should say. Yeah. So is it it's pretty smooth. The highest level, or it's pretty, uh, okay. th- there's a bit of a mix. The end of the front straight- straightaway, it goes from concrete to uh, tarmac, and has a huge bump in parts. And it's also almost entirely covered in paint. So in the oh, wet, shit. it would be pretty interesting. But it's, paint in the wet. The, the thing that always strikes me with Florida is that having lived there for a while, you come out of it, and I hate everything about it. But the motorsports scene there is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Between Sebring and, and you know, and St. Pete and then, you know, tracks you got to turn around Tampa and even just like Palm Beach International. Anywhere it's, there's not a lot else to do. Yeah. yeah. Good motorsports falling. Cool. Yeah. And that goes for the South as a whole. <laughs> well, what do you really enjoy about racing? Is it is it the competitive aspect or is it seeing what you can do in the vehicle at the limit? Or? Um. See, like, getting the most I I can out of the car is its own, like, is its own, like, challenge and its own joy. But then actually in a race, being out there and and trying to stick it in the front is, while doing all that, is, um, like, another level of high, I guess. Yeah. It's, I've never been in that situation. Like, I, I can't, I can't fathom what it is to be, like... At the last minute, the last ten laps, and you're trying to vie for position to get to, to get one more spot. It's like okay, I have to go outside this line to go inside here to do that to set up for a move fifteen corners in advance. Like that, that seems entirely super complex. It, it does, though. Like, I'm, yeah. Oh, and actually I'm a, thinking about what you have no, to do. With no, no, I'm, I'm amazed by the. the the planning and things like that that has to be involved when you're going that fucking fast in a car that's with like so many different variables like, that's super impressive mm-hmm. to do I, I am super impressive that's true well, no, no I'm, I'm that, amazed by that like I, I like I driving these cars on, on that level is insane and, and, and I think that speaks back to like when we had Craig Stanton here he goes you get to a certain point and then it's all about your vision skills and just seeing what's ahead of you and planning and planning and planning ooh do you agree with that we should say yeah. we should ask mm. Craig is a very wise man okay Craig, Craig is a wise man we like, I like Craig yeah. a lot he's mm-hmm. fucking fast he's, yeah, yeah, he's cool, a good dude. driver it's crazy too I got to uh, I got to say, hold on. I'm going to shout him out because it was probably the best thing all night. Hold on. Um, 
Oh, I can't read your name. I'm sorry. Uh, Matt, you have a picture of a strange vagina right next to your head. And in the frame, it actually kind of looks like a uterus. Like, if you look shaped. at it, that is not a strange vagina. That is the pariah wilderness in uh, on the Utah-Arizona border. If and that uh, if that resembles all the vaginas you've been with, I am sorry. Yes. That's, yeah. that's like or, a vagina of like a porn star who's been working for 40 years. Yeah. Or Khloe Kardashian. Up swan it's like the rings. It's bitch. like the rings of a tree. If trunk. you're seeing a vagina like that, I recommend you get to a gynecologist immediately. Yeah. Okay. Question two. I took though. that photograph in my previous life as a professional photographer. It is a good photo. It's a, good photo. Uh, a guy got Senna's signature tattooed on his arm. Bad or good luck? Okay. It depends. If Senna signed his arm and he had it tattooed <laughs> over, that's an approve. Okay. If he just downloaded his signature off the internet and tattooed it, that's douchey. And good or bad luck, I believe, depends on the track. Yeah. Depends on if it's, if it's raining or not. Wait, is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're at Imola, bad luck. Yes. <laughs> Left turn versus right turn type of thing? <laughs> this is fucking... I'm not sure I would tattoo Senna's signature. And this is from a guy who has a band tattoo in a very, in a very visible location. Um, all right. Yeah, we're we, at 145. We're so. at 145. Yeah. Last chance last chance for uh, for YouTube questions before we get the fuck out of here. Uh, and, uh, no? Uh, oh, you know what I had thought? Uh, when, when Thad was talking about the multitasking, like, was we were in the car for Lemons. Oh, we had the radio, and we were actually, you know, you, you get on the straight. Or, or actually, like you guys said, you can't talk on the straight. you got to talk because it's too loud, at least in the Lemons car. Well, if you have a proper I'm sure if you have a good comm, like, that's where you talk. But it's funny that race car drivers, even us, like Lemons, we could radio in and, oh, you know, talk about how the gas is doing, how these things are doing, while there's an Alpha next to you and a Westphalia and a fucking (laughs) IROC. And then, but there's other people that can't even, like, check, like, look at their phone to to, to pick a song. To text. While at a stop sign or something. Was that something, like, when you hear Lewis Hamilton come on the F1 on the comms, his voice is so calm. It, it's calmer than I am when I'm just waking up. So are you that kind of – was that a weird thing that used to is, is talking to your team on the radio when you're doing 150 miles an hour? When I first uh, started driving with the radio, I, I think I was getting a little bit flustered in like talking in certain situations. But now it's just – it's whatever. Like they radio mid chicane, you're like, oh, give me a minute. <laughs> well, in the in the in the prototype cart, and for that matter, in the GT cart, uh, do you have to change a lot of settings in real time during the car? Because like on the Formula One steering wheel, like I cannot fathom operating that device exactly. at full speed. Yeah, um, in the prototype, we have nothing at all, driver adjustable. Nothing. Okay. Um, in the GT car, we've got adjustable traction control, adjustable ABS. Um, and lots of like dash pages and things to scroll yeah. through, um, but I'm not I'm not pulling the Schumacher and adjusting like the brake bias for individual corners right. and, and the TC <laughs> five times a lap. Right. Um, but there are people that do that shit. Well, that's what Craig was saying. Yeah, he, he was yeah. saying he would change the the sway bars for a certain set of corners at Daytona yeah. and then change them again for like the big straights. And shit. Yeah. 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 The yeah. guy that got the Senate tattoo defended his argument, saying he's my idol. And he got it because he is his hero. So Wait, I can't. Someone that got a tattoo yeah. and was criticized defended their tattoo. That <laughs> never, I, ha- that never happened. Never happens. Let him have his glory. He can have his fucking tattoo. He asked. I'm, yeah. If I'm, he I'm, didn't I'm, say, "What do you think about a Senna tattoo?" No one, none of us would have said yeah, shit about exactly. it. He but, invited that. Criticism. And there are, exactly. there are far worse tattoos to get out there, and we've all seen. True. Them, he could have so, a pro yeah. tattoo. 
Yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs> or he could have, what was it, uh, was it Jeff Gordon on their back? Or who I was might it? get a fucking tattoo of Dick Trickle having a cigarette break in his fucking NASCAR. That would be... That'd probably be should awesome. I, oh, should I talk about my helmet? I had the oh, best idea. You, you, need, you need to show him the helmet. Well, I have, a, I have a rendering. So I have, I have an open-faced helmet it, right that here. I wear yeah, a lot I you know, when, I, uh, when I do on camera because they want to see your face and shit. So it's just black. It's just a boring fucking helmet. But I was watching TV like last week and I was kind of drunk. And Donald Trump came on TV and I was like, his hair looks a lot like my helmet. So here's the picture. I'm having, I'm having Donald Trump's haircut painted on my open face helmet. You're fired. <laughs> so You've no been one passed. else can take my idea. Is Did that you see idea? it? No, I didn't see it. But you know what? You could just take to calling it your hairpiece. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you could just start calling it your hairpiece. Uh, Luke, I guess Luke you, you want to show the camera? <laughs> can we show, That's wait, incredible. Can we show the camera? Or yeah, we... yeah, you can show the All camera. Right, leave it. If that'll work. I'll show her. <laughs> put that, no, put that up to the oh, camera. Oh, yeah. I, I seriously that's so New York. Hold I that, think no, that is Efren, going to hold be that up to the game camera. Over you know what? Of we'll fucking post it on the website. We'll post it on, post the, on the website. Yeah. It'll be on the podcast. Wait, is that? You have to go closer. Can you go closer? Go closer. There you go. Hold on, we got. Hold on, we got a thirty second delay. Oh, it's thirty seconds. No, it's fifteen. It's fifteen seconds. All right. Well, go up closer. Closer, closer. He's already closer. There you go. Oh, that's good. Donald Trump. That's hair incredible. On my open face. That's so neat. That's it. It's it going to be amazing, dude. How funny is that going to look? It's so gross, though. It is. Yeah. It's super. How much of disgusting? It's not so much hair as it is like uh, what are those? What are the soft serve cones? <laughs> That's kind of what it is. But it's uh, so no one can take it. It's publicly said that is my helmet, and that's uh, Luke Doby Designs is going to be painting that for yeah. me. That's awesome. Um, and if that's you ever ridiculous. get a chance to see it in person, it's even grosser than on camera. Uh, I have. It's, it yeah, it's bad. All right. Let's uh, plug your shit one more time. I was going to say one more. We'll little, keep it very quick. question. Okay. A lot of people have been asking about super speeders. New one. Do we have an update on We are release? filming super speeders this summer. Oh, it's, oh, it's still in production. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We're going to okay. be filming Super Speeder 7. We started with the Mercedes, and we're going to be filming it. <clears throat> I, I bought a bulletproof Mercedes, and we tested to see if it was bulletproof. It's not. Hmm. <laughs> um, but don't ruin it. I'm not. Um, I, that doesn't really ruin it. It's, no. it that shit yeah. is not bulletproof. And, I, and we did something that is quite possibly the stupidest thing we've ever done in any video with that car. All I had to say was that I was in the car. And when it happened, when when it happened. Well, since this is the last super speeders, we also have all cars go to heaven. Yeah, we're working up. on that. Efren, you need to help with that. We're working on our our the the, the new series we're going to be working on is called All Cars Go to Heaven, and it's going to be you know the most fun ways we can think of to kill cars. Oh, man. It'll be amazing, right? I'm in. That's going to be fucking awesome. So we got to find some beaters and then find uh, we're we're we'll take. Creative ways on how to Ooh, kill them. I just got a really bad idea that would probably kill me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it AIDS? No, uh, no, have that. Still alive. Nice. It's the best part about AIDS. You can only get it once. Yeah. Fucking, that's great. Uh, well, plug uh, Duncan Endy on Twitter. E-N-D-E. That's right. And uh, you can watch him race at Long Beach Grand Prix. Uh, probably. Maybe. Definitely. Definitely. I'll, I'll be there racing uh, Sunday for sure and Saturday almost for sure. Awesome. We will be uh, – who's coming to Formula Drift with me at Long Beach? What day? Go, a number of days. 
Huh? Exactly. I, don't, like, I don't know. We'll talk people asked about that, too. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, they so will be there. I'm going to Formula Drift at Long Beach. Corey Hosford is Guy's now uh, racing with Chris Forsberg. It's the next weekend. Yeah. I don't know the date, but it doesn't matter. Uh, and, 420. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at the Smoking Tire, Instagram at the Smoking Tire, Facebook slash Smoking Tire. Watch our check out our new website at thesmokingtire dot com. Go look at it. We just spent a bunch of money on it, so the least you fuckers can do is read our shit. Uh, leave us a comment on iTunes uh, if you use iTunes. Help keep us high in the charts. And the Smoking Tire podcast is powered by Shout Engine, the official soft. Uh, it's hosting service, hosting and hosting, analytics, hosting service. Yeah. There we go. Shout out so, hosting and analytics by show. And also, analytics merchandising. I have here a contract, which I'll be looking at for the first ever smoking tire wine. There you go. We had a we had a little uh, meeting with the guy who makes the Adam Corolla's Mangria, yeah. and he's very interested in a smoking tire wine. <laughs> so all I can tell you about it. Is that it's going to have a fuck ton of booze in it? <laughs> it's going to be as as high alcohol as you could actually make. I'm thinking water. possibly maybe small bits of rubber for fine tires. Yeah, like Goldschlager, but yeah. with rubber. Oh, yeah. What was that drink with the things that racing tires? Goldschlager. No, what was a drink with the things that floated in it? Like bubble tea. orbits. No, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, yeah, they, I know what you're talking, you're talking about. about. Yeah, no, I know. What you, yeah, they were little like, bubbles. Yeah, it was like, like bubble tea. Like bubble tea, but oh, boba. No, like, but, but it was alcohol in a soda. It, it was alcohol. Yeah, it was soda in a no, no, it wasn't. It was, like a, it was a soda. It was yeah, a soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Either way, that sounds heinous. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> but, but it's possible. a gimmick. All right. Nino, what do you say we take us out of here and we, we go drink some more apple juice? I can do that because I love apple juice. For those of you uh, who joined us live on YouTube tonight, thank you very much. And if not, uh, download the fucking podcast. You wait a couple of seconds. Keep it gangster. 64. Five. 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 Thanks, buddy. Senior citizen. It's a pleasure. Good of you to join us. Mm. We can get a discount on movies.